Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Channel, where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums and shorts that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced, and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks. Do I want to be a part of it? Hello and welcome <laughs> back to the Too Weird late. Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment in a classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we're dealing with all those Halloween movies. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout has been Alison Holland. Hello. Katie Watson. Hi. And Justin Macaroni Maraconda. Hello. How you guys doing? Really right. good. Doing well. Here we are. 1998. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. To be alive. Oh. Making slasher movies. Wasn't it? Late 90s. People hate it. People love it. So we were technically in the 90s last week with Halloween 6, but you have pre-Scream and then you have post-Scream yeah. 90s. That's how it works for horror. We're definitely in the yeah. post-Scream era right now. Because it definitely feels like a Scream style. Oh, for sure. And there are many reasons dimensions. for that. Age has been turned. <laughs> but hey, if you're new to us, if this is your first time, hello and welcome. Please head on over to weirdgeeks.com, weirdgeeks.com. And do subscribe, but please do rate us on the iTunes. Just type in Weird Geeks. It helps us out massively. Do all this for free. No subscriptions? You can <laughs> fucking subscribe. No, please subscribe. <laughs> no, uh, please do that. No uh, banner ads, none of that stuff. No sponsorships. We do this for free because we're crazy people. So please do help us out. Please do take those 30 seconds to subscribe and rate us. All right. Oh, we're talking about H2O. There we go. I've been very excited to talk about this one, so I am fucking ready. Before we get into the film, however, we'd like to look at the landscape of the year, which was indeed 1998. Alison, I believe you're going to take us through the top 10 worldwide grossing movies of that fantastic year, which was 20 years ago. 20 All right. years ago today. 20 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> That's very upsetting to me, because I was a teenager at this point. All right, we're going to start at number 10. Number 10. We have Lethal Weapon 4. Nice. It was on TV the other day. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. All right. That's all we have to say about <laughs> number that. Number 9. Okay. Doing the Predator this year. Number 9 is Shakespeare in Love. This is like an Oscar winner. I didn't realize this film. Everybody loved it. It was fine. It was fine. I don't remember it. I haven't seen it. Where'd he go? Number First, 8. Well, you will do, though, when you get to your Oscar I know, nominations. I it's in my list. Number 8. Is Doctor Doolittle? Hmm. Nice. I have seen this. Yeah, I've, you have shocking. seen this. <laughs> this is a piece of trash. <laughs> Whoa! This is what I grew up watching. Terrible. These kinds of movies. Should have grown up watching H two O. Hey, it made it. Watch the original Doctor Doolittle. I'll be that person. Number, Number seven, seven, Mulan. Ooh, so good. About to I have get seen a live this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you excited for the live action one? Oh yeah, Jason Scott Lee is going to be in it. Is he really? Yeah. I'm so stoked on that. That's great. I, I saw that, a meme today that said Jennifer Lawrence has been considered for Mulan and the caption was, she better be the fucking horse. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, Harsh. listening to this from the future. And, uh, <laughs> Let us know. And someone assassinated Jennifer <laughs> I, think, I think Jason Scott Lee is playing like the villain, like uh that makes sense. Oh, one of the cons or whatever. Oh, yeah, he's too old now to play a yeah. hero. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck, this is going to be so good. Can't be the boyfriend anymore. <laughs> just live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. Number, Number six. six. 
hate you both. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. I can't it control him. Plan. She pulled me aside and said, hey, are we doing this today? I said, you betcha. <laughs> you know it. You know it, girl. Deep impact. Oh, that means Armageddon's on this Freeman, list as well. Right? Like, these were the years where you had two movies that are exactly the same, like Volcano and Dante's Peak. Deep impact and Armageddon. Wait, is this the one Speed with Morgan Freeman? Yes. Yeah, this is one Morgan Freeman is now as yeah. president. Morgan Freeman. America's first <laughs> black president. Morgan Freeman. And That's God. Right. And also, and yeah, God. God. Number, Number five. five. <laughs> <laughs> a Bug's Life. That was a good one. That's really good. Yeah. That was a good one. That wasn't, it was like, Ants was this year as well. I think Ants and Bug's Life were the same year or were they one year apart? Oh, Ants came apart. just before. Ants was before. Yeah. So this is right at the dawn of CGI animated yeah. theatrical movies. And clearly, I don't know. Ants wasn't better. I like Bugs Life. I, I think actually, uh, Bugs Life is clearly more sophisticated in animation, but I liked Ants the story better. Mm. It was, um, I actually haven't seen Ants. Oh, good. It's too late. Wars. It looks like shit now. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't go back yeah. to early CGI movies. That's the problem. Number, Number four. four. There's something about Mary. There's something <laughs> about him. What were we watching the other something night? Which had a, you know, something about Mary uh, hairdo. Oh, it was Ready Player One. Oh, there you go. They do oh, a little throwback yeah. in there with that cum hairdo. <laughs> Very intentional of them. <laughs> That's just so Steven Spielberg to <laughs> do a little nod to that. Number, Number three, three, Godzilla. Oh, this is the Jean Renault one. Uh, Roland Emmerich. The American Diabacle. I remember I went to see this with my second cousin in Colorado when I was there on vacation with my grandma, and she didn't know we went to see it. Oh, sneaky! Went to see it. Look at you being all sneaky. My grandma sneaky. wouldn't even let me watch Grease though, so what? she was on a whole Grease other level. Too dangerous. Too sexy. Back. Too fast. Too sexy. Too <laughs> tight. Harken back leather, to Halloween. Slicked hair. I watched watch. Psycho about ten times. For the first 30, it was like 40 minutes of it. I watched that part for about well, at least 10 times. My grandma kept catching me and turning it off. So I had no idea you why Psycho was considered a scary go, movie. Never got past the chassis. And then the one day I finally got there, I was just like, holy crap. <laughs> this is beyond what I should be watching. I liked Godzilla when it came out, to be fair. Now you look at it like, yeah, it's a terrible. Great. Oh, yeah. Had that Green Day mm-hmm. version of... Oh, which one was that? I, even, I had the Godzilla thing in the background. Doo-doo. Like, doo-doo. Yeah. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. It's one of the songs that already written and Did then the, just put I, snippets I, from the I, film. Yeah, it's great. You're talking about Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. No, it was no, 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 the, this is a Green Day one. I feel like they're going to bleed one. And then it was, uh, hang on, it was Green Day and then it was, what's the other fucking, that was a great song. God damn it. Love that soundtrack. This was the year when I would buy all the soundtracks. Do kids buy soundtracks nowadays? Is that thing? I don't know. They have soundtracks on Spotify. I mean, yeah, they're just well, on you know Spotify. What I mean. Are you listening to the soundtracks? Sometimes. About? I do. If you're a teenager and you're watching movies, <laughs> well, uh, are you also us. listening to the soundtracks? Go to weirdgeeks.com or mail at weirdgeeks.com and let us know if you, if you actually listen to the soundtracks. Because I'm, I'm intrigued with that. No, I can only find the new Godzilla soundtracks now on iTunes. Fuck <laughs> you, iTunes. I'm representing the 90s. <laughs> Get out of here. Number two. Dose. What a slacker. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, what a film. Yeah. Everyone Great did a really good job. Everyone, Vin Diesel's Inter- in that movie. Yeah, interesting casting. Well, I mean, Vin Diesel used to actually do his acting before he stopped doing his acting. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. I'm in a- fast cars. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. I'm in a Hollywood blockbuster now. I, I don't, don't have to act anymore. Yeah. 
This is just my face forever. It's like, I'm just going to make these race movies and get a whole bunch of money. That's a great it's movie. It's worked out. Yeah. plan. Yeah. It I mean, really if somebody is. gave me that option, I'd be like, yeah. Like, hey, go with that. sounds good. Do you want to work, like barely work or make we'll millions? Or we'll millions of dollars and you can just like be yourself. <laughs> just stand yeah. there. Done. I would do with that. With other bold Please. men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only, But you can only cast bold men. Of course. <laughs> People should see Saving Private Ryan if you haven't. It's a real classic. And then you should go watch Banner Brothers and The Pacific. It's just Saving Private Ryan pissed me off though. That one dude in it. It's like you stupid idiot. No spoilers. World War Two. Sad things happen. You should have. <laughs> you should have no totally spoilers bought from 1998. that Nikon camera. <laughs> but the problem is, like, I feel like you have a point where it's like you can do spoilers for a film that was a few years ago because people should have fucking seen it. But when it gets old now, and unfortunately now the nineties are old. Yeah. It's kind of you have a generation of people who've never seen the, the, any of these '90s films. That's not your fault. No, but then it's back into spoiler territory. I feel well, like I mean, people spoilers are, people like are go just in born, and out. Like only in 2000. Yeah, but that, that doesn't apply to books. People try to spoil books all the time no, that I should have read ages ago. That's not fair. No, I just get upset. I go like, people don't assume. Things don't, be a, all the time. don't be an a-hole and assume that everyone has done what you've done. We've got lives. I was learning education, so I didn't have time. To watch a movie. Justin was playing golf in high school. He didn't have time to watch movies. Yeah, I oh. didn't have leisure time. To play oh, leisure. The American classical game of gentlemen. You were working out really hard at your golf. You were fighting leisure groundhogs time. on the golf course. Exactly. Hilarious. I'm all right. <laughs> I definitely did not play golf. Me. His teen years were the film Caddyshack. Yeah. Caddyshack oh, and the greatest game ever played. And what's that other one? Bagger Van Bagger Van. I don't know what it's called. That's one. Thin Cup is With Kevin Costner. Mm. Pulls his cap. Batman. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What's number one, Al? Alexander White. Is it Armageddon by any chance? It sure is. I was going to have you announce it. You beat me to the punchline. I don't want to close my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? The weirdest thing I remember Armageddon. Is Josh Hartnett in this? No. No, that's, oh, what's his name? Ben Affleck. Affleck. Whatever. They're like interchangeable. In this this period. Tyler, Bruce Willis. Bad movie. They're like dudes who are. Co- <laughs> it's a bad movie. I mean, but no, but that's a fun bad movie. Unlike Doctor Doolittle, People which is at the die, bad. Right? It's a very important movie. How can we stop this asteroid? Let's hurt yeah, it. You don't want to watch a movie about war, but you don't want to watch a movie about people who risked their lives and some who died. We only can get these oil miners to dig directly into this meteorite. No one else can do it. No one who's qualified can learn their jobs, but they can learn all these astrophysics, aerodynamics in a short amount of time. Is that accent all the characters pushed together? Yeah. One accent? Love yeah. It. The American accent. The, the weirdest thing I remember Armageddon is that the trailer had the score from The Crow over it, <laughs> which is just so like miss. It was just such a weird use. Yeah. It was a sad, sad score. Yeah, like, Liv Tyler in it. Yeah, with Rock the animal cracker scene. Iconic. Come on, you guys. No respect. <laughs> How do you feel about the Fantastic Fest description of Starfish? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess we should. Well, actually, yeah, what's the, the description? description? It's already online. Hey, what's the description? No, no, but I think we've actually pulled of just of being by the time this goes up. Because Can you guys share the oh. description? Well, that'll still be they on changed, the internet. They changed. And God bless them. We love them. We love them. They put us on. For every happy, if you're from Fantastic Fest and you're listening, we... Hi fucking guys. appreciate it <laughs> supporting our film. but they changed our um, subheading on imdb is a film school starfish and the subheading is a girl a mixtape and the end of the world and they changed it to a girl a mixtape at armageddon <laughs> 
and nah. Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck running around. They're going to hear our reunion go, Not oh my gosh, is Ben it. Affleck in this? Are they going to do that iconic, iconic scene where they're all walking Maybe in their Maybe we should roll with it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, more press, more better. Whatever. I know, but unfortunately, it's on Bruce the law. Bruce like, I am not in the sequel to Armageddon called Starfish. Why is everyone hitting me up for <laughs> we'll this? We'll see about that. I edited it, man. <laughs> nice. There's uh, like random photos in the background everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Thank you, Allie, for You're the welcome. top 10. You just put his face as the turtle's face. <sighs> Don't tell me. <laughs> okay, also I have that, that power, turtle. Too, hey, <laughs> it'd be seamless. Katie Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get back? Let's get back to fucking horror films, shall we? Want to play some that Halloween? I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss Stop it. We were literally just listening. I don't know. We were literally just listening to the Newfound Glory cover of that song. Yeah, which is way better. Who sings that song? Newfound Glory? Aerosmith. Even Tyler. Who's. A real whack job. No, no, no. In the movie, his, <laughs> who's his daughter? There's <laughs> lots of inappropriate no, things. Liv Tyler's in Armageddon, and her dad songs in. Yeah. It. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on. That's where she got those lips. Right, let's get back to Halloween, guys. Uh, yes. Before we lose our one listener, Katie. Huh? Can you tell us what horror films came out in 1998, please? <laughs> mess. We just started. Uh, Bride of Chucky. Oh, oh boy. Here you go. This was, gonna, was a fun one. You can also hear about one. this on our other podcast. You can hear about this on our other podcast. Thanks. We'll just fuck us then, right? This was a good one. Allie, myself, and Allie Alex. Allie was on it. Did the entire Charles Play retrospective. You should listen to that over at WeirdGeeks.com. Also Lana. mentioned in Ready Player One. Oh, yeah. The, of the best bit of uh, Ready Player One is, is the Chucky bit. It's fucking Chucky. Yeah, they only have bump. And he got away with it. Yeah. 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 Well, well, you're allowed one. You're allowed it's because it's just, Chucky. Just mm-hmm. still make it PG 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. You go plus one fuck. Nice. You're out. And it was in. You used it wisely. Yeah. Best, best, best bit. So smooth. <laughs> best bit. Hey, do you know who else is in that movie? Jason, twice. Yep. yep. And Freddy. Once. And Chucky. I don't know where Freddy no was. No Pinhead. No Michael. No Michael Myers. No leather face would be fucking terrifying. <laughs> He'd be the inappropriate one. Children of the Corn 5. Colon. Fields of Terror. <laughs> We're never doing them. Yeah, they're, they're not great. That's what I'm Al doesn't like corn. Yeah. Or fields. Or children. <laughs> but he loves terror. I don't like any of those things. Put terror together, is my favorite, fuck though. Off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Deep Rising. Like oh, they just got a re-release on Blu-ray recently. <laughs> this is rising. Was a one man meets a woman <laughs> and it rises. <laughs> this summer, Ben Affleck. <laughs> Opposite ben of Affleck, again. Jason Statham, and Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't, cost, don't cost fucking Rodriguez. Uh, isn't Widow. Looks, looks like it's going to be awesome. Nah. She's, ter- <laughs> she's terrible and everything. Um, <laughs> This movie was, it was actually in cinemas, it was quite a big budget, but it was like a B movie. It was people a on a big budget. ship. It was like a Poseidon kind of ship, only there was a big sort of crack and rising up to kill people. And it was trying like, to see how many times I can get Allie to do a spit take. Spit yeah. yeah. ship come out? Oh, we get into it. Okay. <laughs> Don't think today. I feel like it already came out. We're in that era. Next, on a podcast that I was on, that you should totally go and listen to. The faculty. Me too. Yeah, yeah I was on this one too. Hey, and you know who else is in the faculty? No, no, no just us. You. <laughs> no, I thought it was not. Oh no, it was just us three, was it? Yeah. 
Do you guys know who's in the faculty? Yeah, we just said we did the podcast on it. Josh Hernett. Yeah. You, you must not that. We know listened. You can yeah. listen to that on our Invasion of the Body Snatchers retrospective. Shot them both back to back. We learned. Back to back. That's why his hair looks the same. Yep. He didn't yeah. even brush it. He just went from one set to the other. Well, don't worry. We're about to spend an hour just talking about his hair. We'll get to it. It's lovely about weird. How I used to try to imitate it. Oh, I still imitate it if I have it's short a, hair. It's a good hair. Good hair. Not now. Yeah. Now I'm imitating his stupid hair he has now. It's all long and lanky and dumb. His hair so isn't as curly as yours, hair. though. Yeah. He wishes his hair was curly. Yeah, he does. I think he knows about it. The cow, please. Which is secret? Well, came out once. I still know what you did last summer. Oh. It was good as I remembered, sadly, but I still, I still love it. Even I just it love was, the title of that one. I think it's so great. I still know. Summer. It wasn't as good as fun. Uh, Jack Black's one of his first films plays a pot smoking Jamaican. I think. No, that doesn't sound like him. He's terrible. <laughs> he is terrible. Get the corn out of my face. <laughs> basically it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, the last broadcast. This is a very important movie that people, more people should know about because everybody at Bridging Listening has heard of the Blair Witch Project. The last broadcast is where they stole the Blair Witch Project from. And the two directors were seen even exiting that cinema, saying, like talking to each other about it before they made the Blair Witch. To be fair, Blair Witch is better. I have no problem. You get inspiration, you go and do it better. Yeah. And they did. But yeah. this film deserves a nod, much as Black Christmas. We talked about in Halloween. One deserves a nod for where Halloween got many of its ideas and yeah. stole from. That this is kind of too blow, which what that was but to Halloween. It's interesting. Like if you were to give a nod, and be like yeah, I got inspiration. Couldn't they just kind of see and be like, you basically stole my idea? Yeah. So you can't really give a nod, but you'd be like, yeah, yeah, inspiration. Another thin line with stealing and homages, as Tarantino has made a career out of. Yeah. But yeah. Good. And everybody steals. Everybody steals. All artists are stealing. Not me. Because I don't create anything, so I'm not stealing. Perfect. <laughs> F you artist. Perfect. Well done. You and Vin Diesel. It's family. <laughs> <laughs> Too much family. Phantasm 4, Colin Oblivion. We're never doing these either. Continue. Oh. The Prophecy 2. Christopher Walken series. Oh, yes. Hey, we might do those. That'd be fine. I like <laughs> Christopher Walken. Uh, also, Psycho. Misspelled. The Gus Van Sant version. The broadcast. Yeah. The much uh, derided, derided? Derided. Derided. People did not like this movie. It was a shot by shot thing, but apparently, um, you might know more about this, but I don't know, but apparently he did this purely because they were going to do it and he didn't, and they wanted to do like a whole sort of reboot of it and he didn't think it was right. So he took over it to do an experiment of a few, because it's literally shot by shot. Mm. It's recreated shot by shot from the one. original. Who plays the lead? It's Vaughn. No, 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 plays. I mean, a girl. Oh. Vince Vaughn plays a girl. Vince Vaughn plays <laughs> Vaughn. Interesting yeah. choice. Girl, the shower head is played by Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn can't be him. He plays Norman Bates. But he was skinny not, back then. Not, uh, Vince Vaughn was very skinny, skinny back then. Oh, yeah, swing his ear. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like, maybe. Anyway, people I'll hate this movie, it. but it is an interesting experiment. Um, and he basically apparently did it just to stop them from doing it. He was like, well, I'm going to do an experiment. Everyone will hate it, and then you won't make a remake. <laughs> well, that's goes. I mean, goes yeah. for it. Raisin, raisin, something. <laughs> raisin, so, raisin. Yeah, raisin. It's well, or spiral. I think. Oh, right? is it supposed to have an um, umbrella? We're gonna uh, we bring this up because we're gonna get to this next year. A little peeker into next year. Our massive series next year is the fifteen movie ring series. Right. Raisin is one of those, but we'll get to it then. So, but L- please stay tuned. Please be excited. Also followed by ring. The original ring, Ring-U. 
Ringo. No. Bahiti Nakata. Ringo. Starring Nakata? Vin Diesel. No. Fantastic movie. But we'll get to that next year, too. And then Urban Legend. Slasher movies. This is a good one. It's a good solid one. I don't know people think there were loads of slasher movies in the 90s. There weren't as many as you think. There were only like three out this year. Which is more than we get nowadays, sadly. Um, Urban Legend's a decent one, though. Yeah. Better than I still know what he did last summer. <laughs> it's got Joshua Jackson in it. Who? And Jared Leto. I know him. Eh. He's pretty good. Justin yeah. is unimpressed with Jared Leto. Is that it? Let the world know. Yep, that's it. All right, so we're definitely in a, you know, still trickling out the sequel straight to video of the shitty horror films. Sorry, Children of Corn, Prophecy, and whatever the other one was. But we're getting some big budget slashes and just one oddball deep rising thrown in a cinematic release. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what happened then, guys? Because how long are we? When was the last one? 1990. Somewhere coming up. Five. Five. So it hasn't been that long. That's fucking crazy. The Paul Rudd one was just three years before this. Um, oh, now, God. I'm going to talk about this time. So, so Katie, creepy. you have seen this movie once before. A few so years ago. So long ago, yeah. Allie? Nope. Justin? Yep. Ish. You think you've seen it, but you've. You don't remember much of it. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it. I was there opening night for this. This was when I was like, this hit me at that perfect point. I just literally that year going to Halloween, watched all of them. Michael Myers, like I said um, on a previous podcast, was my boy. We'd have friends around. We'd always watch the sequels. And this one so fucking suddenly came out. Everyone was really into Scream. I know what you did last summer. So it was hitting at exactly that right point for us. Um, so I was there and I remember the exact screening. I remember a midnight screening. It was in the same screen, I think, I saw the Judge Dredd movie in at midnight, which is very <laughs> oh, different midnight crowds. That was literally all bikers at a Judge Dredd midnight screen. It was fantastic. Because he's a law. We don't have many bikers in the UK. So. <laughs> oh, they'd be so polite. That's the writers. They were quite grumpy that he took his hand. You have that cooking show, the Harry sweet. Bikers. We do. Oh, They're yeah. adorable. We've got sweet motorcycles there from England. You've got like... Yeah, we do. Yeah. The Royal Enfield. Got Norton's. Got... Indians were but made they don't there. have America. No, we don't. That's, <laughs> that's not, not, that's not, him. That's not uh, found in UK. Shucks. So, uh, I think they're trying. Though. A little different. So this is the second time you've done a retrospective. Once in 98, once in 2018. What are you talking about? You. <laughs> you said you watched all of the movies this year. Oh, and then went to the theater oh, to well, see this that's true. new one. That is true. That's, that's true. That's I mean, true. I've, to be fair, I've watched all these movies many times. Yes, in but a row. back to back with friends. <laughs> so his yeah. movie and viewing is always in retrospective. Discussion. That is true. And I remember the midnight screening for this. We were fucking pumped. And people were fucking pumped. I think I was there with one, only one friend. People like stabbing each other with kitchen knives. They <laughs> always <laughs> <threw> <laughs> kitchen knives. So if you listen to a screen retrospective, there's a whole bit where me and Alex and Christina were saying how no one has ever been as excited for any movie as the people in the beginning of Scream 2 when they're in Stab the movie oh, right. they're like a crazy like cinema party going like that's never been what it's been like this was probably the closest i've been to like that like people were <laughs> drunk crazy so excited to see michael back on the big screen jamie lee curtis obviously back oh. and people were, like cheering like when michael first steps out at the beginning like certain bits at the end for sure people were like by the end of the movie everyone was in applause and it was going crazy as i'm um, hoping to be at the new halloween mm, yeah we'll see we'll see we will see and yeah, at the time, again, things changed. It's been 20 fucking years since that moment. This was a film I was madly in love with. Like, I loved it. I preferred it to Scream. I preferred it to I Know What You Did Last Summer. I was, you know, a teenager, though, so your perspectives are warped with this stuff. And I recently went back to those films. So I'm very interested by the end of this show 
if I've changed my mind, because it has been a long time since I've seen this, but I have seen it many, many times. So was it when you saw this one or when you saw the faculty that you got your Josh Hartnett haircut started? This one, for this sure. This one? Yeah, fuck the faculty. I like the faculty a lot, as you'll see in our podcast, but that was not going to wow. dictate. Like, that was just like, that's a fun movie. Wow. But this, it's the this was same my life. hair. Oh, this yeah, is, sure. But a different Josh. Yeah. Come on. This was Josh eh. Michael Myers, Josh. Yeah. All right. Josh faculty was... Josh, yell at his mom, now, Josh. Now I watch it and I just want Michael Myers here. It's all fucking Dragon yeah, Ball crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. So, what happened? A weird road. Robert Zapier was hired in to pen Halloween 7. Uh, it was going to go direct to video. His script was centered on a fenced-in boarding school, and it was going to be called Halloween Two Faces of Evil. Mm. Now, he was basing this on... I know, right? Wow. Fucking stupid. To be fair, H2O, 20 years later, Halloween is still pretty stupid. Yeah. But- Particularly since it should be age 20. Mm-hmm. Why Why do people call it H2O? I don't get it. You're calling it H2O. I know. That's what everybody calls it, including the filmmakers. I'll tell you why when we get like Maybe into that's the movie. Why everyone I'll explain else to you why it's called that. H2O. Let us know where the water comes in. Yeah. Or. I genuinely went into it ready for a big water scene. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happened. You're like, it's underwater. The whole thing. So, yeah. So, this film was originally Two Faces of Evil. And he was basing it on, on Silence of the Lambs. We couldn't quite believe this when we heard this. This was new information when we watched that making of. Because I'd looked up stuff, found a lot, and I didn't find this bit of information. It was meant to be a cop was tracking down a copycat killer of Michael Myers. Michael Myers was in jail, and he was going to Michael Myers, like Anthony Hopkins in Science of Lambs, to get clues from Michael Myers. Michael Myers was going to tell him, this is how my brain works. This Mm. is how, like, it's going to be like a psychological thriller. (laughs) Which Ali probably would have preferred. I would have loved amazing. that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Go watch Science of the Lambs. But then it would have meant that Michael Myers had to talk. Yeah. Ali I'm finding fine. for him to talk. I'm Not cool with that. Cool. Yeah, I talk. have a note down like, here about that. This is how we talk. <clears throat> yes, I will tell you how I've committed <laughs> these crimes. And I read a fact With that, an accent. Yeah, because he's been a psych ward with like very sophisticated From doctors. Of so he just sounds like Loomis when he talks. Oh, right. Well, I wake up every morning. <laughs> I eat oatmeal. When I wake up every morning. Call it porridge. What if he only talks in song? <laughs> yes! Every morning when I wake up, there's a bowl of porridge waiting for there's me at my bed. Waiting. <laughs> anyway, it was going to be like that, which sounds fucking crazy. I don't know how, I these, I don't know how these films... It, but I need a knife so I can go and stab my sister right in the head. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how these films does. even get going. Like how someone lets someone write, oh, I know, the next Halloween film should be Michael in jail talking to a cop about a copycat killer like Silence of the Lambs. It's like, well, just go watch Silence of the Lambs. Right. No, but they want to show the hard life of Mike. You know, like, mm. this is prison Mike. Any of you office people? No? No. Right. Ridiculous. Prison Mike. Um, so it's believed that Charlie, who's Jumanji boy. Yeah. He was going to be the killer originally in the original script. But while that was happening, someone had mentioned the date to Jamie Lee Curtis and she realized it was going to be 20 years since she had done Halloween, which meant 20 years since she'd been in the movie business because that was her first feature film. Um, And she thought that was kind of a big deal. And she began to think about how it'd be interesting to do an anniversary movie to, um, and she was interested about the victims. She was like, what's it like for someone who went through something like that? And it's going to have affected their whole life. She's always approaching this stuff from a more like, you know, real grounded kind of place. So she went to Miramax, who own the rights now, obviously, for these movies with their Dimension uh, films. And they had obviously just done Scream. And they also were doing our Hellraiser movies at the time. Remember some of that money from Halloween 6 went over to help Hellraiser Bloodline yep. finish Pinhead in Space. Oh, so boy. good, though. It was so good. Scott! 
<laughs> and him scatter, scat, space. So what Robert Zapier says is that his agent rang him up to say the bad news was they're throwing out a script. But the good news is that Jamie Lee Curtis is now on board and they're making the movie for the cinema rather than straight to video. He got more money. <laughs> and they want him to rewrite his idea with Laurie Strode in it for the big screen. However, I've read other stuff as well, so I'm not sure exactly what is true. I mean, that may, probably is what the agent told him. And the other stuff probably happened as well because people lie to each but other. Malik Akkad says true. Yes, anything Akkad says. Miramax claimed that they got Kevin Williamson in. Now, Kevin Williamson, Kevin of course, creator of Scream, writer of Renault You Did Last Summer, uh, creator of Dawson's Creek, involved with the theory the faculty as well, That's how they got Michelle well, Williams in here? Hmm? That's how they got Michelle Williams in Oh, yeah, here? absolutely. Yeah, she was just in Dawson's Creek at this point. It was all a big family. Like, this would be Dawson's Creek and all the slash moves in the 90s. They were a big family. That's why you got Joshua Jackson in Urban Legend. All, all connected. Uh, now, they claim they got him in to do a treatment for the film. So he was meant to be adding Laurie into it. Now, I think they probably went to him before they went back to Robert Zapier. So when the WGA decided that Williamson did not deserve a writing credit, Dimension were pissed because their whole idea was, let's get Kevin in, he can rewrite it, and then we can market it as from the creator of Scream, which makes perfect sense. They got in the Scream editor to do this movie, and we'll hear some stuff about the Scream music later. So they ended up going back to Zapier and offered him more money. They said, if you will share the credit with Kevin Williamson, then we'll give you more money. But he said, no. (laughs) <laughs> my movie. Um, so Williamson ends up on this film. He's an executive producer because they wanted to get his fucking name in there somewhere. Right. And he probably put some money in. Supposedly, Williams's version had a different opener. It was going to start with Rachel Loomis, Sam Loomis's daughter, uh, which apparently now exists. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a daughter hiding out there somewhere. Yeah. But the opening was basically the same. He like, wrote that parent. opening. Right. Uh, they changed it to the nurse from the first film. It was mm-hmm. going to be Loomis's daughter. And that was why she had all this stuff left over from Loomis. Because you might be asking, why did this nurse have all this stuff about Loomis? You have a boss like Loomis who keep all his stuff forever. Yep. And the big change was in the climax. There was a huge helicopter and bus chase sequence, which culminated in a chopper spinning out of control and decapitating the shape. Ah. Yep. That would have been so much. Vin Diesel should have been the shape then. (laughs) That sounds like a need for speed. Family. And it means Ohana. Ohana. <laughs> <laughs> Ohana is the one gets left behind. Wait for oh, no, I just want to see that bash. Like, oh, they'll get, they'll get to a live action Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Hey, I don't even know The Rock's character's name. Or you don't need to. Paul Walker's character's name. <laughs> so then there's a weird split credit between Kim Williamson and Daniel Farrance, who wrote Curse, who wrote number six. That included a scene that acknowledged four and six. Because you may notice this film, they don't seem to acknowledge Halloween four, five, or six. But they had a scene originally at the school which involved a bitchy student giving a report on the Haddonfield murders to Laurie Strode. And then she actually mentions Jamie getting killed. And then Jamie Lee Curtis, the character, yeah, sorry, the actress, not the character Jamie. It's getting, getting confusing. Remember Jamie was meant to be yeah. Laurie Strode's yeah, daughter? Yeah, the daughter. Mm-hmm. So when she hears about this, she runs to the toilet and throws up. To meant to like subtly tie in oh she did have a daughter that is all canon and whatever uh but they got rid of it all um they basically what they decided was and what jamie wanted is no number one number two and number seven it is a trilogy and this is where we start to get into the complex arcs of the halloween series so we have one two three i'm gonna push that aside <laughs> nothing not to do not with a real movie. four five and six we think we can agree that is the thorn arc yeah the thorn trilogy if you will yeah. And now what we have is one, two, and seven. So we have the Laurie Strode trilogy. A real Strode. <laughs> Which is going to get more complicated as I we I really wanted there to be a nod to the Thorn thing with someone being like, 
catching something on their finger, being like, "Well, she's given roses." And I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah. uh, how would I like done something with like that?" Michael yeah. Myers, or she'd have been like, "You're a real thorn in my side," yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> fucking should. They should never mention. They go, Michael <laughs> Myers. So He's are still here, man. What a thorn. <laughs> So Jamie Lee Curtis wants to wanted John Carpenter, of course, to come back to direct it. Now, Akkad, mm. uh, the son, uh, you can see an Malik. interview with him. What's his name? Malik. 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 Malik Akkad. All of these are good things. <laughs> he claims, if you watch him in the making of, he's like, oh, I don't remember the exact discussion. Well, there's plenty of accounts from John Carpenter. What the exact discussion was. They went to him, asked him to direct it. He claimed that they still owed him revenue from the first film that he never got. So he said to Mustafa Akkad, I'll do it, but you pay me $10 million. They Sounds said, reasonable. Our budget is $17 million, so no, you're not getting $10 million. <laughs> I guess you better use that other $7 million wisely. So John Garpin said, fucking out. <laughs> See you guys later. So he did not do it. So instead, they brought in our dear old friend, Steve Miner. We've talked about him. Hey, Stevie. A few times. Do you remember Steve- Justin? Steve Miner? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, minor part in all of this. <laughs> He's a director of Friday the 13th Part 2 yeah. and 3, yeah. where Jason gets his mask. Friday the 13th Part 2, I believe. Good, good ones. One of our highest, one of good our very ones. favorites. He did the good ones. He did great ones. Yeah. He then would go on to do Lake Placid just after this. Lake Placid. Isn't that another Josh Hartnett movie? No. It's not. Josh Hart is not like Placid. He's not in every movie. No. Oh. He's in all <laughs> of them. Been. He's in all the 90 movies that I've ever seen. Uh, and he'd watch Bring with Jamie. He'd <laughs> 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 watch with Jamie Lee Curtis on Forever Young. Is that a Mel Gibson one? Is that what that one is? Yeah. Yeah. So she had said, you should bring in my friend Steve Miner. You should bring him. He's got a background in horror. In <laughs> 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 Mel Gibson. Is this Jesus movie? Yeah. <laughs> We're killing Perfect. Jesus. Perfect. So. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Jim Lee Curtis was like, we should bring my friend on Mel. Mel came on. He's like, we should bring my friend on Jim. And Jim came in. He's like, we should bring my friend in Guy Pierce. <laughs> and Guy Pierce was like, well, I know this young kid is pretty good. So they brought in Henry Cavill. <laughs> and he went, rawr. Rawr. And that's how Hellraiser was made. <laughs> that is not true for those of you listening. Really? Because it sounded so plausible. Yeah. You know, Hollywood's a really small inner circle. And especially when you get to horror. Now, horror's like just a handful of people that keep making the same little things. It's actually kind of true. Disney on <laughs> everything. Budgeted then, $17 million, Came out in 1998. Grossed $55 million domestic. And that's like $55 million cheeseburgers. It's just domestic alone, though. This, this film did good. Head the world. Uh, gets a 5.7 out of 10 on the IMDb. Not that high, but decent. Directed by Steve Miner, as you said. Written by Robert Zapier. This turned out to be the only theatrical movie he would ever write. He's done a lot of TV, straight to video stuff. Never did any more theater- theatrical stuff. Do you stuff. think it's maybe because like how this was all handled? He was like, I'm never doing movies again. Maybe. There were some problems with it, which I haven't gotten into yet, which we'll get into okay. once we go through. Uh, DP'd by Darren Okada, who would go on to do Doctor Doolittle 2. Uh, he <laughs> hey. did Mean Girls. And hey. he did Lake Placid, hey. which does not the have Josh Hartnett movie. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. No, no, Mean Girls had Josh Hartnett. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Music by John Ottman, who had done The Usual Suspects just before this. Mm. And then would go on to do X-Men 2, The Cable Guy, Eight-Legged Freaks, House of Wax, Superman Returns, The Invasion, which we covered in our Invasion of Bloody Cable Guy. That's a good one. And also music by Marco Beltrami. But we're going to get to that. 
Okay. Uh, when we get to it. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis returning as Laurie Strode Hello. and Kerry Tate. Michelle Williams coming in as Molly. Adam Han Bird, who will be forwards known as the Jumanji Boy. Yes, he's young Charlie. Alan. Jodie Lynn O'Keefe as Sarah, uh-huh. who I just called Goth Girl, even though she's a very subtle Goth Girl. But yeah. She has the exact some- same hair and she's all that. Well, it's a little less greasy looking. Janet Leigh as Norma. Josh Hartnett as John. LL Cool J so as cool. Ronnie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jimmy. <laughs> Nancy oh, Stevens returning as Marion. <laughs> and Chris Durand playing Michael for the first time. I didn't get much information about Who's the guy the person? who played. He's the young Alan in Jumanji. He's the kid at the beginning who starts playing the game. And then he gets sucked in and know, becomes... Saying, who is he in this? Oh, he's the guy who's somehow dating the super hot goth the, girl. The sort of dorky oh. boy. The first one to die of the... Who sticks his hand quattro. in the sink. Yep. Yeah. Wine bottle opener. Guess his mind is blown. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. He looks like a bird. I forget what he looks like. He that's that's very, what he looks like. He has a very pronounced nose. <laughs> you don't need oh, to forget. He was no, there. Because no, when you say Jumanji, I think of like... Not don't say the, it. Not the... Don't say it. The... Like the first person who plays the board. Oh, I oh, thought you were going right. to say the new one and I was going to throw something in. No, no. So that's why I'm just like, Dwayne, I'm he's like, not Dwayne Johnson. I'm like, what is, <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. He's, but that kid looks completely different. No. Like his, no, no. Uh, the people who eventually, the brother and sister. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, not what? Kirsten Dunn. No, no, he played yeah. the attic. That yeah, they the one with the, like, the board in. Yeah, he plays the son. He plays young Robin. Mm hmm. Young Robin. Kirsten, a crazy wild man. I'm a wild man. All right, let's what? do this. Year is it? Mr. Sandman kicks in the song straight hey, over hey. Dimensions boom, logo. Boom, 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 boom. What other one was that in? I Two. wrote that down. Two. I was like, I know this is yeah. in this series, but yeah. where I is over it? I my notes and I could <laughs> yeah. not. I was the like, I should have written Lee Curtis. That it is, uh, yeah. yeah, not number one, but it is number two. Um, boom, 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 it is a serious boom, boom. feet in the ground of we're ignoring the rest, we're carrying yeah. on for number two. That's literally what I was trying to tell you. And I fucking love it. I love that it's back. It yeah. made me very happy when I was in cinemas and that happened. Great Knife song. going straight into a pumpkin. Yeah, they just went for it. They just no one knows stabbed. how to carve pumpkins in, Illinois. in Illinois. I also wrote down that's super dangerous to get into carve a pumpkin like that because you could actually break. She's your surrounded shit by pump. young children too. Yeah, I'm like, she's just like, hey, I'm gonna like a pumpkin. I love it's <laughs> the kind of way of doing. You know, yeah, we want the pumpkin as our first image, but we're not gonna like sit on it for ten minutes. Going to the computer screen it creates very it. Slow. <laughs> Langdon, <laughs> Illinois. We're with the same nurse from Garden. the first film, played by the same fucking actress. She's great. Which I did not pick up the phone when I first saw this film. Same. Now I totally get it. Love it. Great. She is great. <laughs> uh, she has a great disposition of this, which is kind of like, I've been around. Yeah. <laughs> which I really love. She's like, been around. Do the damn thing. We're on October the 29th, 1998. There's quite a lot of people complaining in this movie. There's no way Michael could get from Illinois to California in one day. It's the 29th. He's got two days. Two days. Copious amounts of time. time. You can, you know, see some sights. <laughs> Oh, I just want to see those pictures. Check his Facebook. He just goes up to people. He's like, can, can you take my photo? Can you take a picture of me? It's for my mom. So which <laughs> trailer is this? It's for my sister. It's for my sister. Yeah. Click, click. We're showing stuff that I love here. Because we got that great music. We got the same nurse back. And then the music just stops as she stands on broken glass. And they're not warming up. They're like, no, we're fucking straight into it. Which I love. And she goes inside and does that thing which we would do, which is she's like, no, no. fuck this, and just leaves she's immediately. Like, away. Uh, goes to her neighbors. How did she know the house was broken into? Because she still used the a key to get in. The door was open. Oh. Oh, she, she went was... to put it in, and then it creeked open, and the glass uh... is on the floor. Yeah. 
What you have to do is watch the film. I'm a stupid viewer. <laughs> uh, but, I would have just been like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's here? <laughs> My Hello, friends are here. Party. I'll make some guacamole. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome back home, darling. <laughs> make there, is a <laughs> there is a nasty butterball like stuff. It's not a statue, whatever you call it, like yeah. life-size puppet sitting on the... It was clearly someone crew wearing the mask sitting there. <laughs> Who would ever have a... But if you're going to have anything from Hellraiser, Butterball's not the one you have. He's pretty gross looking. You want a chomper. You want a chomper. Butterball just looks like a melted mask, and you're just like, wow, this is just kind of lame. So she runs into a neighbor's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, dressed with a hockey mask on, in a nod to, of course, Steve Miner having directed Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, hockey stick as well. He's got some dude. It doesn't really matter. Go crazy. I've seen that guy in other stuff, but he's just. It's wrong. I've seen this movie so many times. I can't tell if I know people from other stuff or this movie. He was like (laughs) the dude who probably auditioned for a different role, and they're like, "Oh "Oh, yeah." He's like, "I want to be Jimmy." They're like, "You're Jimmy's friend." Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy. So he decides he's gonna go and check out her house. Well, they call the cops, and then he goes in, wanders around, sees that her office. It's daytime, by the way. Still, it is daytime. (laughs) (laughs) Not even dusk. Closes no. that door to a portal in time. High noon. Should be fucking dust. It would be so much. It would just make sense. It would be fine. The amount of time he's in there, it's like, okay, I'll give you it if it was dusk. Yeah. But no. He sees that our office has been ransacked, so he steals a couple of beers. Has a little <laughs> fight with a ironing board. <laughs> I really, I fucking love seeing the young Joseph Gordon Levitt. for one person. He goes in and he goes something. He's like, yeah, who's there? He's like, Jimmy got a little crazy with the stick. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird... Mm, Intimidating mm, like nonsense. Yeah. Been suspended five times. Yeah, was, Get, that's a Jimmy good with the stick. <laughs> just starts hitting the ground. His friend also kind of makes it seem like he's trying to hook up with him. Sleeping with. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> trying to oh, sleep no. with. His friend was too scared to go yeah, in. He's just too scared. I he was, he was like, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna protect her. Wait, no wait, give us some time. And he was like, this is weird. Dude, no, don't do it. I for sure thought he was flirting with her. Yeah, that's what I thought too. This was Joe's if he was doing Third Rock at this point, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he yeah. was really young when he started Third Rock. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I think he's coming off of Third Rock, just coming off and into this. because yeah, he did uh, what's Angels in the Outfield and stuff like that. Sure, and then yeah. Brick. You know who else is in that? He didn't do Brick yet. Brick is like because yeah, he yeah, had to take him off because he wasn't transitioning. Matthew this, McConaughey. He's still acting like very sitcom in that's this movie. True. Yeah, he is. So you're like, oh, and that's why he like had that oh, huge little face in this. Though, all his little hat. He looks Canadian for some reason. <laughs> he's great. Yeah. So yeah, he comes out. It's no longer daytime. Night has fallen somehow. Very quickly. <laughs> Tells her it's all clear, so she heads in, but the lights aren't working. We see a PR headshot of Dr. Loomis. So, I love uh, this frame picture. I was like, why don't we have a frame picture of Dr. Loomis? It's just clearly from it's his so IMDb nice. as well. It's just Donald Pleasance's so IMDb great, photo. <laughs> and then we see her file on Laurie Strode is missing. Uh, we get a nice little hallway shot. Michael appears for the first time. See him standing in the background, disappearing. Classic Michael. Clay. Come and find me. I love this. The doors keep opening. So she's like, no, fuck this. I'm going to head next door again. Like yes. how many horror films do I don't do really that? know why she went in the house anyway the when the cops were on their way. Well, because I the guy had been through and said everything's fine. What, that fine. kid? You're going to trust that kid? Yeah, but also like you feel safe she's if like, he's gone Michael through it. Michael would have killed him. <laughs> and it probably is just a breaking net. She doesn't think it's anything like people are there to kill her. She just thinks it's probably breaking she got, She's like, wait, they went through my files? Like, yeah, so when she sees that, that freaks her out. Yeah. That's why she leaves again. I don't know, but he told her that when he's like, yeah, someone he went in. He just said someone ransacked your office. office. <laughs> but then he also says they made a mess of your kitchen because he fucked yeah. it up. So I told it. I've told, look, honestly. Plus, it's not Halloween yet. And he only kills people usually on Halloween. I would do 90% of the things people do in this movie. Yeah. That's the yeah. honest truth. 
Like when you know it's a horror movie, no, you wouldn't go back in again. But when you don't know it's a horror movie, yeah, you'd go back in for a quick look and then you go, no, you know what? Fuck this for the second time and leave again. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, she went in and then she was like, wait, this is a little I'm sketchy. Out. Yeah. Yeah. But, love. Yeah. So then she heads over to their house, but already been got, got. Yep. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Ice hockey skate in the face. Mm. It's hard to do. That is not a normal Michael move. That's more of a Jason move. Yeah. And also, yeah. that is super hard to do because. There's only, the edges are sharp. The whole entire thing's not a blade. Yeah, his face isn't like caved in. It's yeah. just a clean, yeah, clean slit. Yeah, and also you wouldn't really die from that. Uh, Plus, why has he got ice skates? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> he's on the hockey team. He was holding his hockey oh, stick. Oh, he was doing ice hockey. Yeah, he was like a little crazy with the stick. Did they do ice hockey in Illinois? It's <laughs> freaking cold in Illinois. Is it? I don't know. All right, there are hockey. Sorry, rinks. Illinois. Same. Just Plus ask there him. are inside There's, ice I guess hockey rinks. Really the thing is, I thought he was Canadian. <laughs> like his ice hockey stick, his little hat. Yeah, well, I like it anyway. I like this girl. And then yeah. his friend's like dying at the doorstep, and then Michael's behind <laughs> him, picks up the knife. You take care of him. Throws his body on her. Music slows down as he picks up the knife, which I like. You get a doom, doom, boom. Mm-hmm. Then he goes after her. She puts up a good fight. She does. Mm-hmm. It's got a yeah. wax in. Cops yeah. turn up at the next door. Dumb at the, and dumber over house. there. Fucking love it though. It's got a kind of like, not as chilling for sure as the opening of Scream, but it's got that feeling of when people are trying to do something and they're nearly able to save you, but they don't notice you're there kind of thing, mm-hmm. Ugh, which I really like. Uh, so she's at the window, like looking at the cops that are going into her house and then Michael just slits her throat. Yeah. She should have just thrown the thing into the. She was throat. trying. She's really, he kept pulling her back. She yeah, keeps trying to like she smash like, it. She could have just threw her thing from the distance. Sure. But you know, when you're in panic. Justin, it's easy for you to say, sitting on your sofa, drinking your soda. No, man, I was trying to get their attention. Like, that's she was trying. She was like trying to like smash it with it, but she, no, she didn't throw it. Yeah. But she's literally fighting. He's literally holding her back. So, you know. Yeah, well, you can't let people hold you back. That's, I mean, it's going to happen all through life. Well, you're going to let it happen this one time at the most important time. <laughs> Why she should die. Yeah, so these cops miss it. Michael drives off, which I love as well. Still driving everywhere. Still the only slasher villain to do that, I think. You do do. There's a cool car. That's a long way to go. It's a nice car. Listen to bum 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 Just on repeat. What do you think his road trip snacks were? Human flesh. Bacon. Oh, probably dogs. Oh, yeah, dogs. Roadkill. What if he stopped at a gas station along this time and then he was like, you cook them? That's amazing. I've been having dog sushi. That's amazing. So we get some much needed exposition for newcomers um, and probably for people who just haven't watched three, four, five, and six, which is understandable. Good for you. We get these two cops coming in. Now, where the fuck are they? Are they in her house or in Loomis's house? Because they're talking like they're in Loomis's house. But why would they be there? I was very confused by the cops talking at this point because they were saying something like she was taking care of Loomis. Oh. Yeah. And they were like cohabitating at one point. But that was like. So there's an excuse for all the stuff to be in her house. Yeah, basically. that's what I thought. Right. So because of that rewrite, they had to throw in that line. Maybe. Okay, that makes me almost like. Because yeah, been, otherwise it is kind of weird that she has all his stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was she was how like would take care of him, okay. and then he passed away, and so she yeah. has his. Okay. Stuff. So he just passed away naturally. Then he did not die screaming in a sanitarium or whatever, <laughs> and fucking in a cult druid. I shot him six times. Uh, so we get some good exposition reassuring us that Loomis died a few de- years ago so we shouldn't be waiting for someone a recast Loomis to turn up in this <laughs> film and we establish Michael's age because the cops like talking well they never found Michael's body and then the guy's like yeah but that was 20 years ago so they're establishing he hasn't done anything he did not do 4, 5 and 6 
That's them really stating since part two, that one night, that's it. He hasn't been seen or heard of again since. That means he's only killed just a few people. He hasn't been on like a crazy no, mess. Like 12 people or something like that. Which also, like, could he burn up at the end of the second one and then got taken away? So how they don't know where he is, don't know. But, people are terrible at their morgue jobs. Yeah. And then we get fucking music kicks in. Love it. There's like a crack of thunder when he shuts the door. He goes, oh, Michael Myers. Yeah, right. Shuts the door and then thunder just goes. <laughs> You're being a thorn in my side. But in a perfect spot. Yeah. No. And then the there music no cuts in. Like Michael Myers. What a thorn in this butthole town. <laughs> <laughs> butthole town. I love this bit. I love the pan across. I think you get all the exposition you need. I think it's a really smart, simple for, way for people to catch yeah, up. Because then they're all like, we're done. We're for moving on. S- for some reason, right at the beginning of those pans, they have a black and white photocopy of Pulp's album, This Is Hardcore. <laughs> the cover of it is on like, this the board is hardcore. stuff. And it even still what? says This Is Hardcore on it. I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember the very first time I saw it, I was like, that's Pulp's album cover. <laughs> and I always thought, no, I must be wrong. I must be wrong. And this that's time, really weird. clearly could read This Is Hardcore. <laughs> They were just like, it's just art department. I print off anything that looks weird, whatever. But I like, I like that you get all the stuff. They get someone in to redo Dr. Loomis's voice because they couldn't separate it from the music from the first film. So they couldn't use it. I was always fine with it until now, this time, knowing that it yeah. really doesn't sound like him to no. me. <laughs> Did you guys notice or were you fine with it? I didn't notice. Okay. Well, Justin, you thought it was him. What? The Loomis. The over VO. The VO. At the beginning. Where he says, where he does the thing like he said before, where he's like, I looked into his eyes and they were black. Oh, yeah. And, well, yeah. The that was. Eyes. Yep. Oh, so, good but job. I think if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think if you're not watching these films back to back like we've been doing, yeah. it's not as noticeable. Introducing Josh Hartnett. Yay. <laughs> and additional <laughs> music by Marco Beltrami. Yeah. Um, like a great sandwich. Yeah. Let's go. Let, <laughs> let's very quickly then just say what happened there. Uh, so, John Ottman. His original score was rejected pretty late into post-production by Bob Weinstein, um, who wasn't liking a lot of it, and replaced it with Marco Petrami's scores to Scream, Scream 2, and Mimic. They owned all of those. They just reused a lot of the soundtracks from those onto this film. Um, and what was left of Ottman's score was then re-edited and moved to different scenes. Really upset him. He ended up releasing it himself because he owned it as an album called Portrait of Terror, which has the original versions of it huh. all. I fucking love Ottman's score in this i think he does a great big budget orchestral version of the halloween themes it's good i definitely noticed the marco Petrami bits now because i've just watched the screen films again and <laughs> i'm like oh yeah that's from scream <laughs> which is fucking weird but yeah just so people know that's why there's two so these opening credits also reaffirmed that laurie was killed in an auto accident or supposedly which apparently is where number four said that i learned from a making of i don't think any of us picked up on it before because we were like didn't it say it in here at any point apparently it did we just what? missed it she died in a car accident? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was just a newspaper that they showed. Yeah, it was yeah. a newspaper. I, 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 I wasn't was. sure who they were talking about. Laurie Strode. The one and only. So we have a dream sequence, steady cam for school's hallways. We see a photo of Josh looking fucking cool. Foolish <laughs> Josh out there. Biggest face ever. And the clock hits midnight Halloween. Uh, we go inside a closet. We get our only clips from the first film, which I like because it's one of the best scenes. Um, and then we pan back and there's a knife in Josh's picture. This really tells you everything. You're actually getting that hallway. They're going to have that fight down later. That's where we start in this dream sequence with all the mm-hmm. building curtains. You're getting the whole thing about Josh. And that is who he's coming for. So it tells you everything straight off the bat. Laurie wakes up screaming like a fucking champion. 
Like she could still scream so. I know. So I good. love how she's like trying to get away from the scream queen. Yeah. Personality, and then like her first intro is her just screaming, screaming her, her head, head off. off. <laughs> so good. She still got a huge scar on her arm, which yeah. I like. Love it. Josh Willan is her son. She's living in Summer Girl, Summer Glen, California. Summer Girl, California. Summer Girl, California. <laughs> Summer Girl. She is the headmistress of Hillcrest Academy, and it is Halloween. We establish here that Josh's dad is still around, but absent because he was a chain-smoking methadone addict. Yep. yep. Why? Okay. And just to think, he left you. <laughs> what an asshole comment yeah. to make. Uh, what yeah. a shitty son. But also, <laughs> weird he was nice. Style. He was nice in some bits. He's like trying to yeah. kind of kiss yeah. her ass so he can go on this trip. And then he makes that mean ass comment. See, what, she was like, you're not going anywhere. He's like, fine, then you're, you're fine. stupid. <laughs> you're mom. Here's how I really think about you. <laughs> I thought it was a fairly, I think it's a pretty, I mean, obviously it's a cinematic version, but I think yeah. it's a pretty fair, like single mother relationship thing yep. going on. They're both nice and then a little bit mean and nice because she's a bit of a dick to him sometimes. Yeah. And well, like, she comes back and she's like, listen, I know you get your smart mouth from my side of the family. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, so he wants to go on a school trip to Yosemite for Halloween because that's what they do mm-hmm. in America in Halloween. You go on school trips to Yosemite? Well, in private schools, too. Close in to private Yosemite. Schools. Okay. So he doesn't want him to go. And Josh knows about Myers. We're learning that straight away. No one's mentioning his name, but it's getting alluded to. So then we meet Josh's friends. Jumanji boy, goth girl. They also don't want to go to Yosemite. And we meet Michelle uh, Williams. I was about to say Molly. Who is looking so Dawson's squeaky little fluffy oh, head. With her little <laughs> scrunchy face, too, the whole time. I'm like, yeah. God, you're still dating Dawson, Larry. Bless her. Uh, she can't afford to go to Yosemite. So the four decide, let's ditch Yosemite and have a fucking party at the school. Which turns out to be the weakest party I've ever seen. <laughs> also, you should well, have gone to that party. It's to pretty the- lit. Those are lots of candles. Funny. Lori Strode has seen Michael Myers in Reflections. Which, you know, so, all right, Michael, how he looks in this film. I don't like how much we see of his eyes. We see too much of yeah. his eyes. See a lot After of expression. they have a voiceover talking about how you don't see his eyes and they're just black. Yeah. It's the mask is too close to his face. So this film is infamous for the changing masks. Did you guys notice the changing masks? Yeah, totally. There's one where I was like, this mask looks so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like and then he had an expression I'm like, are you trying to Jason him right now? <laughs> Give him those little eyes. You're like, oh, poor little, little puppy little face, little puppy. And you're like, nah, dude, mask looks dumb. His face looks dumb. <laughs> Chop, just He's kill, dumb, kill, kick, kick, kick. Yeah, well, it's okay. So what happened? They ended up using four masks in this. There were some rights issues. They did a close approximation of the original mask. Steve Miner was did not like it. He was envisioning the original mask, but in his head, he didn't go back and check. So he kept telling them, and I'm forgetting the names now, but these are legendary like masks. He went to like three different companies were involved in this film. He was getting them to design it a certain way, and they kept saying, this isn't how it looked. But he was like, no, it needs to be close to the original. Like, yeah, we're doing it close to the original. You're telling us to go away from that. He wanted this like smooth, featureless mask, which you see in some shots, particularly mm. when she, it's, he's up against the window to her and they're face to face. And it looks more like a mimes mask. Yeah, mm. uh, it's very smooth. The eye sockets are big. That's why you can see the eyes so much. And that's what he wanted. And they were like, this isn't right, but okay. So rumor is that in a screening of Daily, someone stood up uh, in front of the Weinsteins and just said, that's not Michael Myers' mask. Um, and then everyone's like, whoo, 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 freaking out. <laughs> You're fired. Get out. 
No, they well, they think they were promoted him because well, then, I know we have to choose that moment wisely because if you just spout off when the right people aren't there. Yeah. So then what they did, they tried to get a mask made that looked more like part six, but that would fit with what had already been shot. So they tried to get one made that would like bridge the gap, but they did this behind Steve Miner's back and didn't tell him. So he turned up on, on set one day and then Stan's Winston people, um, sorry, no, this other group had them bring out this new mask. Oh, well, and the director was- had no idea about it. So then he's pissed. So then he went behind a Weinstein's back to Stan Winston's company and said, can you do a mask that's somewhere between my one and this new one that they've made? So they had three fucking masks that were Jesus made for this. Christ. Now to make it more complicated, then they get into post-production and they're wearing, they're wearing this mask. So you have some shots that are already using his mask that then doesn't look like the other masks. So then you might notice when we get to the Jumanji boy's death, the mask looked very strange there. Yeah. And that's because they CGI'd the mask over the mask to try and make it look more closer <laughs> to the other scene's masks. They would have just used the money that they put into all these masks and given it to John Carpenter, and then he could have just fucking directed (laughs) this movie. It's a fucking mess, and it drives me crazy. And what drives me more crazy, if you go on Google or YouTube and look for image searches, they have, like, all the masks together. They all look ridiculous when you see them next to each other. CGI one, his, like, goofy porcelain one. Uh, Regular one looks like. Even in the making of, was it, Akkad has... All the ma- like the three masks behind him when he's talking, and cool that ones. third one. No, no, they're cool ones. The they're third not these one is one of these. No, no, they're not. Because one of them actually... has like it looks like it's like drawn on face lines that are like dark, yeah. and that's definitely in this. Mm. That's one of the ones in here. I don't think so. Yes, because he's got two of the rubber zombie ones behind him there, which we'll get to. But that's oh, the thing no. when you look at this new Halloween mm. mask for the new film yeah. and you look at the Rob Zombie ones they all look so fucking good and then you look at this one you're like Jesus Christ this movie but in the context of the film I don't mind it like in the context of the film I don't like seeing his eyes so much but I'm kind of okay with his mask it's but not like the best in not what the they're going for in this one I didn't mind the eye stuff so much because it's like they're definitely trying to make it make him seem more of a person like more of a relation yeah. to her because it's this is Laurie Strode's film in my opinion like definitely. this is the face-off one I like between him at the, the two end. of them. I like him at the end a lot. Like seeing his eyes at the end is good. Yeah. But I don't know if I need to add as much all the way through because it just right. feels like the mask is pushed against his. This yeah. one? Is this the 2018 one? That's the new one. Oh man, it looks so good. It looks yeah. fucking great. It looks fucking great. Oh yeah. It's good. We'll get to Rob Zombie ones in a few weeks. They look great as well in different ways. But no, it's one of those things. When I look at it in context, it looks terrible. In, in Sorry, out of context, but in context, I'm fine with it. Like there's a couple of shots where you're like, oh, that looks weird, but it's yeah. pretty quick. And it's not as bad as, which one was that one? Was it four, five, five? There's one which is terrible. Do you remember? Well, there's one that's like pink. pink. <laughs> oh, yeah. And his like shoulders yeah. are just up the oh, way. That I guy. mean, it was, this, this guy was doing a decent Michael Myers walk. And I mean, he had some quickness to him, which was good. It wasn't yeah. just like slowly lumbering around. He was on a mission. Yeah, I'm going to say this right now. I love, obviously, I'm going to spoil the ending a little bit. I think the first film is better than this film. But there's something about his movement in this one that I like a lot. Yeah. I think this is the most menacing Michael Myers we've seen so far. Okay, so meanwhile, we're on Highway 139 in California. Mother's rushing a kid to a public restroom. Michael's Mother Russia. there with a flat tire. <laughs> That's what he said. He said, Mother Russia. <laughs> Mother Russia is taking her kid in. So they head into the boys' room. Uh, the light's not working, so they leave a brick to prop the door open, and they go into the different stone. stalls. Brickstone. You're trying to make this movie Mama something, had but to it's go not. Too. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And then the door closes uh, and Michael grabs a bag. I love this scene, to be honest. I like yeah. that he doesn't kill them. Yeah. I like the look in the mirror when he sort of like looks at her through the reflection of the mirror. Yeah. And then I kind of, don't come out of your stall, lady. I just want your truck. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Like, don't make me do what I do best. Did you notice the, uh, the song the little girl is humming? No, what? <laughs> oh, lo- oh, no way. Oh, no, Yankee Doodle. Halloween. Yeah, well, she's doing London Bridge. Oh, no, not Yankee Doodle. London Bridge. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, so she's doing it kind of slowly, but I was like, that's totally London Bridge is falling down, <laughs> which is hilarious, which especially is. if the director didn't tell. He was just like, hum, hum, hum a, a song, song that you, you know. Oh, they <laughs> definitely would have told her that. Well, I mean, that would be, be, be an ADR anyway, but that's fucking great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it could have just been someone in ADR like, oh, I guess I'll hum. Oh, oh. my favorite song. Three more days of Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Laurie Stride is giving a speech to the entire school about the Yosemite trip. Has one of my favorite lines, which is no musical sleeping bags. <laughs> I remember these from the 90s. Oh, no, musical, musical sleeping, sleeping bags. Bag is. Sounds like advanced technology. Something we'd have in 2018. I remember them in the 90s, but it was like a very small. Very oh, small, I thought it was thing. a don't have sex together. Thing. Oh, maybe. But I remember like, there were musical I don't want to hear any sounds coming from those sleeping bags. <laughs> oh. We meet Laurie's boyfriend. He's the guidance counselor. I, I know him from so much shit, but I can't really oh, think. Oh, yeah. I feel like he has facial hair. Usually. Yeah. He was, he, in that, he was definitely in that medical show that was on at the same time as ER. Yeah. But wasn't ER? Um, no, no. Saving Grace? No. No. Grace he always plays her. dads and he always plays like stepdad jerk guys or he plays in like the government TV series. Yeah. For, like yeah. CSIs. Like, he, was well, like right? yeah, he was well, right? Yeah, he was well. Yeah, he was well. Yeah. I like his face though. He's a great face. He doesn't, he, like, I don't hate him in this. No, you do. Good job. I mean, I'm kind of upset with Lori for going with. Guidance counselor as a boyfriend. No, oh, that makes perfect sense. I know, but like Chicago Hope. Chicago there you Hope. Go. He's in Hitch too. Or also. Sorry. I was like, he was also in Lake Placid, but he was oh, uncredited. Oh. The newsroom? Oh yeah. In the newsroom? Adam Roth. Was, oh yeah. He was oh, in a little bit, yeah. Northern Exposure. A great Fuck show. And wrestling myself. Ernest him always oh, he's, he's uncredited. <laughs> He's great. I like him. Yeah. Um, and then we meet Laurie's mom. Sorry. Well, her assistant, which is her mom. Which is, which is actually in real life. Real life. Uh, real so life for mom. people who don't know, this is Janet Lee. There are a lot of in jokes, arguably too many. So if you're watching this and you don't know any of this, it all goes over your head. It's fine. If you're watching and you know it, there's arguably too many psycho jokes nah, in this movie. It's just enough. So Janet Lee's in here. Janet Lee is, of course, the legendary, the girl from the shower in Psycho. So in the opening of Psycho. Um, and that is actually... Uh, fuck, I've forgotten the name now. Jamie Lee Curtis's real life mother. And we have some great little nods here. First one is the shower drains and the shower are still clogged. Which nice little psycho tip of the hat. And then we meet LL Cool J. That hot <laughs> cast just keeps on coming. <laughs> Remember the late 90s when hip hop stars were in every slasher movie? Uh, he's on Hillcrest Security reading a novel he's writing that basically reads like <laughs> fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. I know. Can you imagine if they would have just let him write it? Oh, that would have been great. We wouldn't have had Fifty Shades. It would have been Fifty Shades of Black. Oh, they go there. Fifty Shades of Blood. I think that was like the third one, wasn't it? I know, but Fifty Shades Grey, darker, black. 
Just for no, uh, it was Fifty Shades the climax or something. Oh, they really? So did the film mm-hmm. change it for Freed Fifty Shades? Freed? I don't know. I don't know, but one of these things. Adam Arkin, uh, is, is, he currently directs Get Shorty. Oh, he really? He's directing yeah. Get Shorty. Yeah. The, sh- the series. That's nice. Oh. Good for him. He st- and he directed an episode of Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, I like that show. Billions. Oh, He's, I did he not does a lot like of directing. that show. With the elephant. Elephant. He did two episodes of Fargo. Oh, he's actually done a lot of directing. I like Drew Barrymore, I do not like throwing up, and I could not oh. get through that first episode. No. That was no, horrible. You don't want to do it if you don't like throwing up. So LL Cool J, reading this porno novel over to his girlfriend on the phone. Lots of, I mean, luckily, there's not too many stupid lines from him, but it's enough. I, none of them really work for me, other than the oh, fuck me shit one, where Josh scares him. <laughs> Love that one. I kind of like. Ah, fuck me shit. Which is all in the delivery, not in the mm-hmm. writing. Absolutely. So he lets Josh and Jumanji Boy out the gates because they're going to go get some presents, inverted commas, for their girlfriends. Which means booze to get them drunk so they can have sex. And he condoms. Flowers. He does. Yeah. And well, Harry doesn't because they're not fucking holding them. But where else does he get them? Nobody knows. Steals them he from Picked someone. them and wrapped them up. Lori's out of town, me and her boyfriend for lunch, still seeing Michael in Reflections. <laughs> Because she's drinking pretty heavily. Yeah, that's yeah. what we learned. She has a serious drinking problem. Yeah. I like this scene as well. They don't really it's so good, like, I question Come why you can't. It. Yeah, like, she, she, her boyfriend goes to the toilet because she's, like, reluctant to tell him her entire story. So she downs her glass of wine while ordering another one. So, like, so when he comes back. It's the same no, it's level. The same. Yeah, thinks it's the same level. <laughs> Which is, I like it because it tells you a lot about her. But at the same time, you have all day to drink. Like, why do it just then? Yeah, but it's a she stressful doesn't want day. him to know. Sure, but she's like just trying to get through the day, man. Ten minutes later, and she can just drink. Yeah, but also, lunch is like a whole hour long. I mean, also, they wanted to showcase that she's a really bad mom. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's driving her kid and home. She's exactly. got a problem. Well, well you don't know that she she finishes the second one. Maybe she just has a one glass of wine. Oh, she totally downs the second. You one. don't know. She finished four more. She just she doesn't pour. This is where I learned why it's called H two O because there's a lack of her <laughs> everyone water. is no dehydrated. Everyone just needs no hydrating. One, yeah, <laughs> everyone needs to drink water in this movie, and no one does. That's why he's going around. He's like, "You need to drink water." H two O. Because if I was to cut you and you were hydrated. Maybe you wouldn't bleed Alcohol out so much. a blood thinner. Exactly. I cut you, you die fast. He was trying to help you. The Jumanji boy stole a bottle of alcohol, and then him and Josh run into his mother, have a little argument. She swears at him. After they're talking about how crazy his mom is. Yeah. And he goes, psycho. Oh, shit, it's my mom. We get a good dump of exposition here from him where we actually hear Michael Myers' name spoken for the first time. Josh said to him, Michael Myers is dead. You watched him burn. It's been 20 years. If you want to stay handcuffed to your dead brother, then fine. But don't take me with you. So we learn a lot in here. It's definitely been 20 years. Last time she saw him was when he was burnt. She says, well, we never found his body or whatever. And then he says, if you want to stay handcuffed to your dead brother. So we're assuming we're definitely going for definitely brother, sister. Mm -hmm. Well, so what confuses me is why she needed to fake her own death and get a new name if that's the case if they all think that he actually died in a fire well, 20 years she ago she's still paranoid yeah. that he'd come back also i don't understand how this is where i was just like okay this is dumb why would the loomis have a file on like her new real identity and all the things and where she's located because because they need michael to find out <laughs> so obviously i'm so mad why? Because Michael doesn't even know that she's got a kid, and we're going to find out later. There's a 17 year thing, which I kind of like. They find a thread. They manage to find a yeah. thread mm-hmm. in the series to give it some more logic. But um, 
Only but he would never it. know about this. Like, he goes there to find out where she is. Why does he wait 20 years to find out where she is? Why he does he send the anniversary? Does he, yeah, does he, like, see on... Love's anniversary. Yeah, weird. Oh, seven, someone's 17. Gotta kill him before <laughs> we become legal. Just <laughs> kill legal people. <laughs> He's just the balloonogram Legal guy. to kill? <laughs> uh, she gets in the car, Mr. Sandman's playing. She gives a little wry smile as if she's seen the movies. She's like, ah, yes. The because opening of my number two. Well, yeah, because I don't think she ever plays it in this number no. two. It's just part of the movie. Yeah. So how would she know? <laughs> but hey, fine. We're I in- still love, like, Josh Post-screen. Hartnett's always like, it's been 17 years of me dealing with this. I love when teenagers say this shit, because I'm like, you weren't really dealing with it up until maybe, like, 13 or 14. Yeah. So it's been... <laughs> Three years of you really having to deal and with also, it. Also, you don't look seventeen, dude. Yeah, you are clearly older than seventeen. You don't look it's that just, much older. He looks pretty good. It's a pretty, pretty scathing close. thing to think that your mom had to go through. Yeah, it's no, a but huge I think it's accurate. Deal. As a teenager, you're a dick like this, and you I have understand. grown up with it. You didn't choose that. Also, has, I mean, he might have though, because like, she's kind of a drunk, and saying. he had a meth dad, so he could have had it pretty bad. Both of his parents are alcoholics. Yeah, so I mean, it's true. Grant Terry looks as good as he does. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still alive and actually doing well in school. Fine. Uh, Cutting his own hair. What I love as well is Michael Myers is watching this entire conversation. (laughs) He's sitting in the car in the background just watching it happen and then just follows them back to school. (laughs) Oh, that's where he probably learned that she has... Son. Sure, but I'm saying then because the logic later is like, well, where did he know about it before? Because the logic is he's turned up because Josh has just turned 17. So he has to have known. So he must have seen a tweet or something because there's no fucking way. He just has like that connection, remember? Like, yeah, I know. it's like osmosis. It's just. Look, we don't know. Like, not dealing with someone somewhere we're not dealing with being stopped And they're my family. family. We're not dealing with him being stopped by pebbles being placed around him. So I'm just fucking happy. He's going to be psychic with his family. No, no, no. He's got runes. He's into like voodoo witchcraft stuff. The power of the rune stopped him. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, you Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Uh, He follows him back to school. LL Cool J calls Jamie a psycho. Oh, also, there was a missed opportunity with LL Cool J when they're like, come on, Rodney, just let us out. They could have been like, come on, Rodney, just... Be cool for once. That one I'm on board with. No thorn. I'm down for cool jokes. Yeah. Because then he would have been like, all right. All right. Yeah. Fucked up. Misha Williams is washing up in the shittiest little kitchen. It's so tiny. There's no way they're doing all the dishes for that whole, <laughs> no, the whole screen in that little galley, <laughs> tiny kitchen. And what's brilliant as well is they have one set for downstairs and upstairs of this food shoot thing. Yep. What do you call those things? I don't know. It's a small some, elevator. No, it's a dumb waiter. <laughs> That's what they're called. Okay. Okay. Dumb waiter. Dumb waiter. <laughs> That's how you get thrown out at a restaurant. They just have the same set for upstairs and downstairs, and yeah. they just dress it slightly differently. <laughs> so I find it kind of confusing when they go up and down to get something. It's like you're in the same place. They should have just filmed the faculty and this in the same. Oh, they should have yeah. placed it. And say it all happened to Josh. It would have been like you know what, <laughs> save you, money on transportation. Just, we'll for leave him. your trailer here. <laughs> Everything happened to the same character would be fantastic. It's like he's like his mom goes off to do the uh, ending of this, and then the faculty starts. Yeah, <laughs> they have to replace her as headmistress, and then the new one is. Crazy. <laughs> so she's washing up. We established this yeah large waiter thing, which is essentially where you send your food Dumb up and down waiter. with. Josh yeah. sends her some flowers and a map to where their party is going to be. And hey, guess what? A girl loves is in a dank 
bowels of the school's basement. We got shit ton of candles, so it's all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, he's put like one decoration up, a table and some chairs, and then he looks really happy about it. He's he like, has a big banner behind it that says, Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> but do I get points or what? Like, it looks like a piece of shit. The only points you're getting is to do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks terrible. Make a point of telling you it blows. <laughs> to be fair, he does then say, I've never celebrated Halloween before, so he has no idea what That's he's, he's like, I'm excited. <laughs> Laurie's teaching a class with Michelle and Joss. She's talking about Frankenstein and what could Victor have done to save Elizabeth. So we're getting foreshadow. Foreshadowing. We're getting a little mirror from the first film as well, where yeah. Laurie Strode was getting taught and about fate. And here we're learning about even more apt well, direct and then comparisons. In the classroom viewing of. Myers out the window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michelle Williams at this time. She's the one looking out there. And she replies saying she thinks Victor should have confronted the monster sooner. Yeah. He could only confront the monster because he had nothing left to lose. And it was about redemption. And Elizabeth Which, wouldn't have died if he would have done it. I like this. I like this trope in slasher films that you talk about in the movie and explain what you're trying to talk about. Just so glad they weren't talking about the Odyssey. <laughs> yeah. Everyone talks about the Odyssey. <laughs> Uh, so since we've got Michelle Williams looking out, I want to ask you guys who are new to this, Ali in particular, Justin, if you don't remember that well before. Obviously, Laurie Strode's here, but do you think she's going to die or whatever? Or is it going to be about the teens? Because we're spending a lot of time with the teens and we're in Scream era slasher films. And it's definitely setting up like, okay, Michelle's seeing him outside now. Is she passing the baton kind of thing? I was thinking the son was going to die. Right, I assume okay. maybe she would die just because she's going to be in the way because they're probably having sex. Okay, but right. especially with the quote that she gives when she calls on Molly for to define or describe whatever is happening in the book, one of the lines is that everyone around her is going to die. Everyone that she loves is going to die. And she doesn't realize that it's her fate. So I was like, oh, okay. So they're basically telling us that Laurie Strode's son is going to die because everybody around her that she loves is going to mm-hmm. die. I thought that was the tie. So you thought it would end up being Laurie Strode still the lead of this. It's not going to be the teenagers. Yeah, but that the okay. kids would be gone. Yeah, same. I thought and the kids the were boyfriend. just like the fodder. Yeah. Kind of some people have problems with this movie because they think it should be about the kids. So like we spend a lot of time with the kids and then like you need to like have them because they don't really do much in the end of the day. Like when you get to the end, it's all about Laurie Strode. They don't yeah. save the day at all. Um, well, maybe yeah. this is the... What are you talking about? They call the police. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Come on, man. You clearly didn't watch this movie. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to say, you know, this is Halloween and this is not Scream. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're just putting their feet down. Yeah. yeah. Well, and adults are cool, too. It's one of the things I like about this movie. I like films that have adults in here. And what I like about this movie is, it, uh, for me, it does bridge. You get to have the teens, but then you also get to have the adult story. And or, I think it plays them pretty well. Well, I mean, and they're not completely idiotic, the teens. It's just no. nice. They're just saying, if you listen to your parents... Stay alive a lot longer. It's true. That's true. Well, Should be in Yosemite. Yeah, they would have just gone camping. Because school cool. gets out. I don't think they could have because I think he was also sitting in that car to see if Josh got on that bus. Oh, that's what you think? Yeah. But then okay. he would have had to do one. To he would have followed them? No, he would have just like followed them and taken them out. Really? I don't buy that he was going to go after the son instead of her. After, if it's been that long and everyone. he keeps going back for Lori, I don't buy that if they had separated that he would have gone with the son instead. No, I think, I think he's he would have stayed with both. I think he's definitely like, yeah, he wants to kill both. it would have been easier for him to kill the whole like bus people and then drive back and then... Yeah, get, before they was, get yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. We'll get to that in a second. Because I... Yeah, okay. I hadn't read that that way. Uh, school gets out. Everyone's getting ready for Yosemite. Lori's trying to be a good mom, so she gives Josh a pass to go. 
I like the look on his face where he's like, oh, thanks, mom. And then he turns to camera and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. what acting, do I do now? Acting. Act, act, act. 40 days and 40 nights. So that's chill. I don't mention that film. He gets, he gets raped in that movie. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he literally does. Super, yeah, it's super terrible. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why does he call the police? That's not. You can't lose a bet that way. That's literal. No, like, yeah. He's in a rom com, and he gets tied yeah. to a bed and raped. Yeah, and then and the is fine because he's a man. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's a, oh, I guess he lost that bet. She won all the money. I'm like, dude, that's it. she committed a crime. Yeah, and everyone <laughs> witnessed it. Yeah, and everyone's fine. Yeah, because it's adorable when a man and, gets and raped. He's just like, and he's all, and he's just like, oh man, darn it. Yeah, and she's all like, "Heard about it?" I'm like, it. she, <laughs> Josh started, but also like, how is she just okay with her like walking out? I would have been like, "No, no, 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 I'm calling the police. You stay That's put, really lady." Good. Yeah. Mm. Nobody go give this fucking movie any money. <laughs> yeah, don't. So yeah, uh, she still get a uh, Laurie Strode talks to Janet Lee and her mom again. More tip of the hat says everyone's entitled to one good scare. Well, not to the first film. If I could be maternal for a moment. I'm your mom. (laughs) And then she's got the same car, the actual exact, not even the same type. That is the car from Psycho behind her, which is fucking fantastic that it looks that beautiful and is kept that well. (laughs) And the music for a second changes to Psycho. Don't know how they did it. Don't know if that was illegal or not, but I love that little nod. A little bit too much maybe, but hey. So then we get, it's a cool scene. The kids pack up to go to camp. We follow them. Now, this is that bit you're talking about, Justin. When you think he's there to see if he goes. I've never seen it that way, and I think that's valid. I always saw it as he's waiting for him to leave, and then he drives in. He clearly doesn't give a shit about being seen or not, because he was just like... Mm, the windows are pretty tinted. I mean, he like, rolls up right behind them as, as they're at the gate, as, and just nothing to hide him. He's like, hmm. And then as soon as Rodney comes in, he's like, okay, I got my information, and drove away. <laughs> Yeah. I think mean, no, you might be right. I'll tell you what, this is actually one of my favorite shots in the entire movie, uh, which is a weird shot to have as one of your favorites. But the reason is, so you know uh, that Grand, no, Grand Budapest, uh, what's the one you like, Wes Anderson film? Uh, Darjeeling. Yeah. Darjeeling. In that film, you start with your group of characters and with Bill Murray. Uh, sorry, oh, you start right. with Bill Murray. And then you get this point where the camera's following Bill Murray and you're like, oh, well, we're, we're in a Wes Anderson film. Here's Bill Murray. We're clearly going to be following him. And then these other characters suddenly run the opposite way and the camera loses him and follows them instead. And it's like, no, I could tell you this story. You'd expect that. Now I'm going to do this story. And this, for me, has always definitely been, these kids are all in school buses going off to camp in Yosemite. It would have been great if they said camp at like... Crystal Lake. Well, that's the thing. They're going off to do the Friday the 13th movie, and Steve Miner makes Friday the 13th movies, and two of the most important ones. So for me, this shot is a very purposeful, this is what I'd normally do. We're following them. It doesn't cut. It then stops because they pass, and then we see Michael's lights go on. It goes, no, we're going to tell this story instead, and then follows his car back to the school. And that's what has always been for me. It's like, I would normally be following this lot, but Mm -hmm. we're doing this story instead. Okay. Which I fucking love. I know I wrote down, or when I was watching it, I was like, it's so funny. That if they would have all gone camping, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like, it would have been fine. Or it would have been a Michael Jason, Jason mashup. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That's how you do the fucking. Yeah. This, that's how you do the Freddy versus Jason. It would have been amazing. Freddy versus Michael. Jason versus Michael. <laughs> Too many boys' names. Uh, Love Jamie it. Lee Curtis would have been like, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one. So LA is reading LL, not LA, is reading more of his porn book to his girlfriend because apparently that's all he does. Erotic no- novellas. He's got to express himself. He just writes romance novels. Yeah. He's writing the next Fifty Shades of Grey. He is. Michael sneaks in. I love this scene. 
He's like, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. It's, no, I'm over here. Like playing yeah, a little practical jokes on him. Yeah, he like taps on the window and then hides again. And Elle turns around and he's like, oh, nobody's there. Okay. And then like keeps yep. writing his little novel. He so doesn't funny. He just seems no, he's just to fucking with him. Fuck with him a little so bit. So funny. And then cuts the phone lines. It's like, oh yeah, I knew it. I like something. when he just very coolly walks by Coolie. him oh, after yeah. he, well, no, LL Cool J is stationary, but he's turning the car off and Michael just like very calmly just like walks by him. He's like, oh, you're occupied. I'll just let myself in through this gate and walks past. That's true. It's really funny. Yeah. So then he heads out to try and to find Michael. Uh, Lori is all alone. And she's standing outside and she sees Michael walking towards her. I love this because we've had that lead up of she closes her eyes, she opens them again and her visions of Michael disappear. But this time he doesn't. And we know Michael's on the ground. So it could actually be Michael. Mm -hmm. She does it three times. And then eventually her boyfriend shows up. We're not sure if she's seeing him or not. And then we get a little shot afterwards of Michael disappearing behind a hedge. So we know, well, that was actually Michael. He was coming to kill her. And then the boyfriend came in. He was like, no. (laughs) Now is not the time. Some more suspense. Yeah, he's, he's going to go make the rounds and then he's going to come see her. Michelle and Goth Girl are watching Scream 2 with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Which is a weird circular thing that they were trying to start between the films of them watching each other's films because <laughs> Scream was all about Halloween and they have, they're watching Halloween in Scream. They were watching Scream and then Halloween and it was going to kind of fucking <laughs> meta postmodern circle. I do like this conversation though that they have with the... With the the counselor when he comes yeah. out. Yeah, he's so, funny. He's cool. Now, like, we're going to go and drop roofies in the boys' drinks and have a date Make rape evening. Do you want to join us? Like, I can't. I'm having my nipples pierced. Yeah. <laughs> the kids all head to their shitty, shitty party. Uh, all four of them. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Party of four. They're going to eat all of the food. Party of four. That was the, that was the bad uh, TV show from the 90s. Mm. You don't remember Party of there Four. There were no I thought uh, you TV were shows in the 90s. That's true. Okay. They were trying to bring up her line later on where she's looking for a boyfriend. She's like, inconsiderate party of one. Your table's ready. Oh, yeah. She has so many good lines. Meanwhile, Jamie's getting wasted at home. Yeah. Just Only one glass down. of vodka. You're just swinging from she it and then mouthwashing. Mouth yeah, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> she this, a whole glass. this is why it's called H2O, because she doesn't drink water <laughs> and she needs to. It's all in her head. So yeah, her boyfriend turns up with a pumpkin. Kids have lit about a thousand candles. You think she would not be okay with, like, we would have seen a weird reaction from her for, for him bringing a pumpkin over. To okay, carve a pumpkin with her. Well, they don't do well, it. He doesn't even fair. know. Yeah, they do. You do see they? it later and it's carved. Oh, really? I think she's trying it. She's really, like, she's just had that thing where she's like, because she's worried she's losing her son. Her son shouted her in public. And she's kind of realizing, you know what, maybe this is unreasonable. It's been but 20 no, years. Like, people need to just give her a break. Like, one oh, day wow. of the year, she doesn't like. Yeah, I agree. You know? Give it up one day. One People don't do like exact, Halloween. It's okay. Do exactly what she wants for one day. Right? That's it. It's fair enough. On our it? case. And that's what's nice about Michael. He's very, like, it's just calendar friendly. The rest of the year, do what you want. Nobody kills some people on the 29th. Just, just that one day. It's like yeah. Jason, Friday the 13th. That's like, what, three times a year? Well, he did like two. I mean, who knows how many kills along the way? It's true. I guess so. He yeah. killed the nurse and well, the no, two other guys on the 29th. Yeah. It wasn't Halloween. Yeah, but they were dicks. <laughs> well... I mean, his rules are not maybe set Maybe he stone. was going to kill the nurse, and then those two dudes stole from her, and he's like, that's some bullshit. That's not <laughs> nice. That's true. Went to get her beers back. That is true. Maybe the whole time he was just trying to get her beers back, and then she hit him in the fucking head, so he's like, dude, 
Not yeah. cool. I'm going to kill you now. He just like walks in through the door holding two yeah. brewskis. <laughs> yeah. He's what like, what's you? the anniversary? Toast to Lumi boy. Like, we really don't know what he was going to do there. He might have just been no. like, I needed to talk to my therapist and he's dead now, so I'm yeah. lost in this world. And he's she, the last and she one. down and she hit him in the head. So technically, he's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it was some people, I know some people miss Loomis from this film, which personally I don't. Um, but I would have enjoyed that moment. I would have liked yeah, to see him like look at that photo or something where you see some connection between him acknowledging yeah. the relationship him and Loomis had. I was hoping for Laurie Strode to say something about how her therapist died. <laughs> and it was Loomis. Yeah. I was like, that would have been so fucked up if he was her therapist too. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's a family combo deal. <laughs> You're a little less crazy then than your brother. Like, but did he try shooting him? Six times. Six times. <laughs> did you make sure he was dead? Yeah. And then he just sits right back up. So, yeah, while the kids are trying to fucking light the whole school on fire. Yeah. Jumanji boy goes to get a bottle opener and some glasses. Jamie begins telling her new boyfriend the truth. I really like this scene. I really like that he's just like thinks she's joking and then he's telling her to take her top playing. off. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tells, talks about like a boy murdering his 17 year old sister and he's like, ha ha ha. Oh, that's too bad. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're the guidance counselor. Like, yeah, I'm trying to guide you to a better place. <laughs> to a better position. Plus, it would have been weird if she would have taken her top off because he still had his coat on. <laughs> it's always really awkward if you have way less clothes on than the other person. Is it though? It just makes you. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna go." You should never go stuff. to a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You go for a lap dance. I take your fucking clothes off because I'm not doing this shit unless you. Uh, so she says, "Yeah." She changed the name when she went into hiding, and then we learn. Well, we kind of knew, I guess, but her sister in the opening of the original film was 17 years old. Yeah. When Michael killed her. She was 17 when he came after her. Josh is <gasps> dun, dun, 17. From the only single birthday card he was given by anybody because there's nothing else on that Which was late. It was two months late. Of course. That's the one that the father did from two weeks. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. The meth head addict. So, so taking- you're not meant to think his birthday is on Halloween. Okay. Because that would have been too stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely, they thought of everything. Amy would never have had a kid on. No, can you imagine? I would have shoved it back up. (laughs) Say, how many dead babies does it take to paint a wall? And she'd throw it against it. It depends how hard you throw it. Then she'd do it again. You managed to just weigh in one of your baby jokes. Oh, yeah. Well played. Then she'd have another baby. No fucking druids. Not on Halloween. Another baby. But it just doesn't exist. She's not acknowledging (laughs) that one. So, I wish it was that easy. I don't acknowledge that one. <laughs> that one doesn't exist. I do not acknowledge. I'm gonna move away and change my name. So we're like we're nearly an hour into this movie, and she now figures it out. Holy shit! There's a reason why he would be back this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, finds that the phone lines are cut. Finds that her son did not pack for Yosemite. Gets a gun, and we're fucking off. Like this is it now. The rest of the film. It's just action, 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 action happening. Guns been, blazing. There's been pretty much nothing happening for an hour in terms of action. It's all been to, you know, how into this stuff have you been? And we'll find out at the end of the podcast if that worked for you guys or not. But this is it from now on. And I kind of, personally, I like that. Like, whether, again, it has to work for you personally in a film. But I like horror films. So it's like, you get a little bit of horror at the beginning. And then, no, we're just going to get you into characters. And then really seat you in their world. And then fucking 20 minutes to half an hour of just balls to the walls. Let's just oh yeah, because you don't need to know anything more about these characters than what we've learned. You just need to know. We, 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 we need to have a lot of time. A lot of time. I know, but I'm just like 
you don't need to know anything else. Like, let's just do this. Sure. Sure. But I'm saying they, they tail end it all. It's kind of like yeah. Michael Jackson's Thriller music video where he does verse, 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 right. verse, and then chorus, <laughs> chorus, chorus, chorus. But in the actual song, it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But in the video, he just puts all the choruses at the end of the music video. And it's kind of like, this, you know, this film is like, there's really no horror. I wonder until if they were thinking of that when they made this. I yeah. think most. He is quite inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. They're like Michael Jackson, Michael Myers. <laughs> there you go. It's they're, both, they're both thrillers. Next um, one will be a musical, only to Michael Jackson music. They're both bad. <laughs> both bad. <laughs> both. Uh, it's both not their kids. Yeah, Billy Jean. It's <laughs> not my lover. <laughs> Unacknowledged. So Charlie hasn't come back. So Goth Girl goes looking for him. He sneaks up on her. Look, I'm starving. No sex f- games till I've eaten. That's my new life motto. Yeah, she keeps talking like she's <laughs> like really beautiful. Everything she says is so funny. Well, I love that like, whole scene where she's fat. like, "I love food. I'm gonna get so fat. I hope will you still find me attractive if I'm fat?" And then he's like, "I actually find obesity to be quite sexy." And she's like, "You're such a Renaissance man." <laughs> I love that whole conversation. Uh, yeah. I was like, "I love these guys." We saw videos in the making of of how they look now, and she basically looks you know how you'd expect. Oh yeah, she's super Josh hot. Hartnett obviously so. looks how you expect. That Jumanji boy. <laughs> We're like, is that him? I mean, Aww. he aged as well as you could have hoped. He just he, he does not look like a movie star, but no. he looks like a lovely man. But he was super, he was like, oh, yeah, I had a terrible job in that film. I had to make out with her all the time. And he's like, anytime they want to remake that movie, I'm, I'm down. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> looks like this. Yeah. That's Aww. him a few years ago. He looks oh, older yeah. than that he, now. He's a little oh, bit wider. For sure. Speaking of obesity. <laughs> <laughs> and a little less hair. Seems lovely though. Seems lovely. He seems super nice. So yeah, he drops the corkscrew down the waste disposal. <laughs> of course. Yeah. The, the moment where everybody, I think it was the most tense I saw anybody in the room for the entire film, which is <laughs> nothing to do with Michael. It's just to do Justin with waste disposal. Justin did not like this scene. What's it? The waste disposals. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. Well, what I love don't is that, your yes, you want to test, the, you want to like prove that the electricity is working. But like he would have just mangled that wine key opener yeah. if you turn the garbage disposal on. They would have just to been explain to up. idiots. This is what happens. It turns on and off. It's like, so what? It's in the sink. Big deal, man. Oh, don't put your hand in there. <laughs> Why is it in the <laughs> rotating blade teeth. sink? Michael appears behind him, and then he runs into CGI mask. Michael, yeah. and he turns around. We got super up eye. close. So we're actually in Michael's eye. Yeah. And you see uh, Jumanji Boy's reflection in it. Mm-hmm. Then Goth Girl gets stalked by Michael because he's getting up and downstairs pretty quick. It's and she that finds small elevator. Uh, yeah, well, he's not in the elevator because then she finds Charlie dead in the elevator. What I do like is that Michael comes the other side. She has to get into the elevator with the dead body of her boyfriend. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. And then Michael just fucking stabs her in the leg pretty hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good one. And then he chops the rope and like traps her leg in it. And she's like pulling it from the top. There's a like, bone shine and sinew and. Like this movie's not nasty at all, but that's the one no, bit where like, Ooh. that one's pretty bad. Pretty cool. So Josh and Michelle hear something, so they decide to go check on them, because they think, and to be fair, they say it in that line, they say, this sounds like it's a setup to be... A prank. Yeah, like a, yeah. a spook prank kind of thing. So they go and they go and get spooked, which I think is why they don't react fully how you would when you see, when the, you blood. see the blood. Yeah. So her leg's fucking cut, ripped off, she crawls across the floor, Michael just stands over her. I like he puts his foot just on her neck to stop her from moving and then just stabs her again and again and again. Really, it's just using the blade in this film. Mm-hmm. Only knife kills. Did he do anything else? I don't think so. Nope. Well, uh, except for the... Stabs. Lots of stabs. Except for the hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoe. 
Nice hockey shoe. Well, that's just before he gets the blade, to be fair. Because then he picks it up when he's chasing the nurse. True. No, but he had, uh, there was a knife in what's his name's back when he, oh, when was that? maybe that's where he lost it. He lost it. Had to get creative. Yeah. It's still a blade, to be fair. In true. The guy's face. So Josh and Michelle find a pool of blood, decide to follow it. It leads them to goth girl hanging with a light bulb inside her. Yeah. yeah. He I think it her must up. have been like around her neck and it was just hanging off. It looks inside her. I don't know. It looks like he hollowed her out and then put the light. Yeah. In her, like, it up. I mean, it looks fucking cool. Practically, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Now yeah. it'll take an hour took at some least. time, Michael. Yeah. But it looks cool. I've been watching a lot of DIY. tutorials. <laughs> Guys, guys, I got a library card the other day. It was great. I got I was able to use the internet. <laughs> that would also be Netscape an incredible Navigator. thing. I know that we had the idea to do the what was the Tinder accounts for serial killers, but we oh, should do oh, yeah. a how to like quick ways to string up your victims for, for your <laughs> other yeah. to be victims like to find. You gotta do it quickly, but make it impressive. <laughs> how to move without being seen while they're running. <laughs> Well, we you're just, walking. We just rewatched the behind yeah. the mask, which has plenty of those things in it. I know when they when the stone gets moved, that made me think of behind the yeah, mask. Yeah, like bits of string. When they pull the, the brick. Josh punches my lady. They, sorry, they're gonna cuff us kerfuffle with Michael Myers and then chases him outside. Josh punches him in the face a few times, uh, so Michael just stabs him in the leg as well. He likes stabbing people in the legs in this one, mm-hmm. but they escape and run away. The school, like the bits of this, like the school, still feels like Friday Thirteenth because there's so many trees. Mm-hmm. They're just running through like all the trees and stuff. And I fucking love this scene. So then they get to a courtyard and there's a gate that's, that Michelle Williams has got the keys for. Michael's walking towards them slowly. And you got like three levels of tension of like, they're trying to get in first as she's stumbling through the keys to get through the gate to like a small area before there's another door. Yeah. And they manage to like do that just as Michael gets there, but then she drops the keys. So then they're pounding on it to be let in, but then Michael's going through his keys to like get in. And then they get let in by Jamie Lee Curtis and her boyfriend. The split second Michael then gets through that one. So then Michael and Jamie Lee Curtis finally come face to face, but through a window, which is yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that shot. Other than his goofy mask. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah but I was her like, face oh. makes up for it, I think. She is so great. <laughs> there it is. You look at that. Look With at that. His eyebrows. Oh, frame. yeah. It's really bad. I go through it through all it looks of them. So stupid. <laughs> uh, but really good scene. And for me, it still works attention in that scene. I like it. It's like, so cliche to have the old key thing in a horror film. Yeah, but rushing, I love the but idea that he's because he's just swiping at them, even though the, the keys, keys are, on are the at his feet. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, I can do this too." So yeah. you still have that kind of like goofiness about him, where he's like kind of slow on the upkeep, but he gets there eventually. That's what I do like about him in this one. It's like, yeah, he's not killing people unless he has to for the most part, right? And he does have, as we're going to see here and yeah, later in the film, he is still just like a child. Like yeah. his brain is still like a child, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like he does, he still reacts to things. He knows his name. Yeah, that's true. Which I like. I mean, even yeah, dogs know their up. names. So. Yeah. <laughs> Please remember Jason that. Jason knows his name as well. Jason, Jason does too. Similar. CG mask is pretty bad. The CG mask is terrible. Isn't it? <laughs> Look at that. It's fucking terrible. The cheekbones are so funny. Yep. You just oh, got just, too much makeup on. Imagine That's being so the bad. artist, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" <laughs> <laughs> There's already a mask he's wearing. It's fine. If these people no. could just get their shit together. <laughs> so yeah, they get in. Yeah, we're in the hallway. Then from the opening dream, we got the billowing curtains. She puts this Joss and Michelle in a cupboard, presumably, like the babysitting kids, the boy yeah. and the girl from the first film. She just puts them in a cupboard when Michael comes it's after. Very 
Yep. It's true. Those kids survive. Lock the little thing from inside. Well, she knows that he's not. Well, she's hoping he's not after them. Yeah. Like she's trying. But I'm just saying, like, how many closets have a lock inside? Well, it's an old school. Sure, but oh. she's just trying to draw him yeah. away from No, no, him no, anyway. I know, but I'm just saying. And like, I think they do lock it because she can't get in it later. Yeah, yeah. but I'm yeah. just saying, like, realistically, like, oh, why, how is many there, do? why is there a lock inside of a closet? Well, maybe it's they're like just a, holding it. It's a school. Yeah. It could be, like, yeah. the janitor's closet. Yeah. It could be yeah. a file. You got drugs in there. Yeah, but he's pointing to lock it from inside because then you can't get out. Yeah. Why? Closet. You'd never have a lock on the inside of a closet. Yeah. You can get out if the lock's inside. Nope, no. If you're inside a closet, you wouldn't have a lock. You wouldn't lock it from inside ever, because then you're stuck in there forever. Yeah, yeah, but so you, you never could, you, have a lock. Maybe it's the like ins- the janitor's quarters. You understand what we're saying? No, we get it. If you're inside a closet, there's no reason to ever lock it from the inside, because then you'll be stuck in there forever. So locks are always on the outside. Yeah, not on the inside of closet ever. Yeah, because you can't. How many closets do you have that has a lock inside? Plus, do we really know it's only a closet? Yeah, because I'm so confused about this. I want to pursue this. Well, because I'm imagining like that kind of door where you lock it with yeah. that on the inside, but and you have a key to get in from not, the sure, outside. But why would you lock a closet from the inside? Yeah, in case Michael Myers. <laughs> exactly. The only reason is if there's someone trying to get in to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Doors are not normally designed like in that way. A janitor's like office like room. But it wasn't. It was like a no. Coat it was closet. just a little closet. You don't know. Well, we never saw the inside of it. We don't know. It's anyway. true. It could have been a whole like. It could have been a cigar room. It was Narnia. It's fucking Narnia. Narnia. <laughs> Just rooms of Turkish delight. Um. So the boyfriend, uh, and I mean Laurie Strode's boyfriend, shoots Michael. But oh no! LL Cool J committed a hate. Crime. Eyes up, Ronnie. If he would have just walked around with his face up, or immediately go, it's me. <laughs> Stop. Just singing one of your songs. No, man. he would say, "I fuck me shit again." I fuck me shit. Oh, fuck me shit. Uh, Michael appears behind the boyfriend, kills him, doing the old lift with the knife. Lift the knife. He's, He's like, st- look, I've been working out. I remember when we used to have problems with this. Are we all right with this now? Yeah, I didn't like the shaking. Oh, really? I like yeah, the shaking. Yeah. Yeah. Michael seems so hard. I mean, like, you would go into shock. Yeah, it seems he would, nasty. He would erupt. You'd be like, Normally when he lifts these people, they're just like, Whoo. but this was like, <laughs> no, he's fucking, he's in pain. Eh. Okay. Yeah. Also, Fine. like, because he would probably try to be like, holding himself up instead of resting on the blade. So, that's why he's like, ah, it's true. Yeah, they have it super wide on that as well. Which yeah, is it's pretty intense. Like pretty that crazy. convulsing is really, really intense. I just love the like dumb expression on Michael's mask face because yeah. he's just holding him up like, duh, <laughs> 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 working out. This. He's like, been eating my is protein. This yours? <laughs> but he really, sis? you know, he's like, sis, you're better off without this guy. He, yeah. sh- he just shoots people. Like he's like, idiot. really, the guy he just shot a black man. That's you what you're gonna do. Dating some racist guy. Yeah. So she runs to go she, to hide and she opens and there's a fucking closet like the first film, which I love this reaction to it, where she's just like, oh, fuck. Um, so she uses it as bait instead and clobbers him and then runs, gets the kids and they all flee. So they get to a car. Michael just misses them. Uh, Again, let me ask you this question. How did she lock the inside of that closet? What? She doesn't. Because doesn't he go to turn in? It's like locked. It's because her blood was oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, blood was on it. Never mind. Sloppy. It was a little... Okay. Slippery. Slippy, slippy. <laughs> Little slippy. Yeah, he just misses them at the car. I mean, these are all classic horror scares, but I think they're done effectively. You know, the yeah. key stuff's yeah. done effectively, the car scares, normal stuff, but. Remedy vroom vroom. And then it's just like, I just, again, it's just, it hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. Since, it, since she picks up that gun, it just goes. It's just scene after scene after Moral scene. Moral of the story stuff. drink water, don't pick up guns. <laughs> 
So she then gets to the front gate, opens it, and then she makes them go and decides that she has to turn to face Michael to do what Victor so Frankenstein had to do. Uh, and this is one of, for me, the most classic scenes in horror history. And this is one of the points where Mike Tyson most cheering. <laughs> when she turns, they leave, she smashes the panel. Kicks it. Yeah. Hi-ya, kicks that thing. <laughs> gets so an good. axe. And just the, Michael! And then just start screaming Michael as the music. Because the music starts quietly, like you get the piano, and then it just comes in with the whole orchestra. And she's just, show she yourself. Michael. Fucking love it. Fuck Where are hell. you? Where are you? And that's like proper, okay. like, that's like the best type of final goal maneuver to do. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to be in control. I'm going to kill you. Love it. The fulfill. only issue that I had is that then she walks down a hallway with an axe in one hand like holding it out to the side and i was like this is not a power stance <laughs> two hands on that axe and like right you're ready to swing every second you don't just walk around where someone can just be like Dink, knock it out oh she like busted in with like you know like one hand with the axe fully slung out looks all crazy and just like michael yeah and it's just empty and then she goes the two hand like going down the hallway yeah yeah. Two-handed down a hallway. Yeah, I think right. kicking the door open, like the like the bay windows door. She's like, poof, yes. leaves come in. Right. It's all like pissed off. She's like, had enough of your shit. Okay. Well, Michael's been working out because he's holding himself up with one arm. He's been doing CrossFit or something. He's like, I actually took that car, went went to LA, and I saw a CrossFit. I signed up for it. Went to Gold's Gym. She walks by him and he just lowers himself so slowly. What was he doing? Okay, so like one-handed, what is he doing up there? Like he's got... I think he's tucked himself into the eaves. I think that's just him laying himself down. I think he's technically like sitting up there like Spider-Man. <laughs> and yeah. then she walks by and then he lowers Spider-Man. himself and he down. Didn't see, she didn't see him. No, he's up in, the eaves, up in the eaves. What I don't eaves? know. We never, really, we never really see. We're presuming there are beams or some shit up there in this fancy school. We, we, right. don't, we don't see. He's right. only on something. Because I was like, were we supposed to think he's laying himself prone? Nah. With one arm? Like, holding flat <laughs> against the ceiling, and then he just, like... You guys all exclaimed when this happened. I it was awesome! I love it. He just, like, yeah. just it slowly comes down. It's also but smart. Then I had to think about it, and I was like, how was he up there that she didn't see him yeah. down a hallway? But it's also smart that he used one arm, because if he did two arms to lower himself, then he's vulnerable, and she could have just turned yeah. around through 60, oh, yeah. axed him in half, yeah. game over. True. It's yeah. true. Uh, well, so she, we she axes him in the fucking chest. He right. stabs her in the arm right. again. Slices, slices. Yep. Um, wound. And then she runs no to the, scars, that's You know what? Old, no wounds, old wounds never heal. She runs sure. to hide in the lunch hall. And I love this. He just gets the axe out of his chest and throws it on the floor and it just goes thunk. Yeah. Uh, I so think this is the funniest place. It's like to the ultimate sibling fight, though. Like, if you took the weapons out of this, this <laughs> yeah. is just a like brother and sister. Under plastic tables. Fighting, <laughs> wow. I've had a very similar fight. Ali, you have siblings, so I'm sure. You've had something similar where you're just like, you could have died. Like, there were so many fights that I had with my brothers and sisters where I was like, like <laughs> where my mom was like, no, I slap each other. you're going to break it. something. And then it's just, there was, there's always a moment where you're like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so they go into the, uh, yeah, the lunch hall. This is the scene that I said from part six was meant, to, this scene was meant to be in Halloween, Curse of Michael Myers. Instead, it's here. And I'm so fucking happy they didn't get to use it in part six and they put it here. Because I think they shoot it really well, even though some bits are stupid. So she's hiding underneath these tables, scooting from place to place. She loses him, which, as you suggested, how do you lose him? Yeah. I mean, it's also stupid that that's where she's hiding. Because if 
I don't know why he's standing on the tables. If he stood on the ground, yeah. he would see where she was. I know, but he knows where, he seems no where she is. there's no tablecloth. He's literally standing there for one cool shot. So you can like pan up and see him standing there, which they do uh, as cool or as stupid, depending on how you feel, shot in the Friday 13th remake. Do you remember when Jason's on top of the house? And they're all yeah. peering out the window and he they pan up and he's just standing on top of the window <laughs> looking yeah. down. Like, what is he even doing? But it looks cool. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, she does a stupid kick where she, like, kicks a chair out behind us. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why she didn't, like, stand Try up, and flip, stand the up and flip the table over, like, with yeah. him on it. Just, well, like, there's such a great balance. spot where you see her kind of, she, where she feels really trapped, and she makes this face where she's about to cry. Mm. And you can tell where she's, she's like, I can't believe after all this time, like, I'm in this stupid position. I, yeah. Like, this almost as though she's really upset with herself that she's stuck under a fucking table and he's standing on top of it. And you, I almost thought for a second that she was like, that she is going to stand up and just That's knock him off. That's what I thought she was going to do. But then you cut, like you see her shift again. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is so good. She's great. Good. No, she's really, really great. Like you really see so much of her character in this spot. But also, I don't care how stupid the scene is because it allows us to get the fucking cool shot yeah. of Michael then throwing all, he just like powerhouses yeah. returning he's over done. all the tables and the chairs are flying through the air which makes no sense <laughs> because the chairs is moving the table on top of the table they're under them so there's no way they're just people off to the side throwing yeah, things they are. They're on fucking launch the pads. they're on like stunt launch pads <laughs> he just like throws these tables and the chairs just go flying <laughs> and it's amazing i absolutely yeah. love it and this for me like i've taught i've i've had a weird journey in the series so far where i've knew i love michael and how much he used to mean to me and as we go through them i've seen your reactions to him haven't been the same as jason or even chucky or whatever and for me, I think it's because I watched them all, enjoyed them all, loved that first one. And then I got to this one that same year, you know? Oh, right. So like this cemented it for me of like, no, this is who Michael is to me. It's like the first one and this one. Because he's a fucking, he's more of a powerhouse in this. He's a lot oh, more yeah. like Jason. He's way this. more aggressive. Which for me works. So then she stabs him with a flagpole. <laughs> starts fucking throwing knives at him. <laughs> knees him in the balls. <laughs> Which is when you see a very first oh. facial reaction. Yeah, I don't like him. that. I don't like that look on his face. No. I don't like... No. <laughs> but men to be scared of someone, don't need them in the balls and show me them going, ooh. Yeah. It's fucking Home Alone comedy. Don't do it. She stabs him again and again and again and again. And then pushes him over balcony in a parody with the first film. Uh, and he falls to the lunch hall again. This time we don't see him walk up the ramp no. and then fall onto the... <laughs> Crash mat. Yeah. <laughs> nope that's kept just out of shop and then she goes down because she doesn't tend to stab Drops him again the knife. sure but then she goes down with what is it the axe she picks up again doesn't she because she's gonna like kill him uh, she's she, gonna, picks up, she, she takes the knife, knife from his chest yeah. oh okay cool but still at least her intention is still to kill him again I know but for him it would have like any other Halloween film she would have gone down there and he wouldn't have been there anymore yeah. like you don't give him that time to leave yeah because he's gonna be gone sure uh, but she does. She goes to kill him. And then, guess what? LL's fine. Fucking Ronnie. He's fine yeah. this whole time. Stops her from killing him. Like, no, he's dead. He's dead. He's what dead. What do you know? You don't know? We thought you were dead. <sighs> Look at you. <laughs> Fucking LL. Cool. <laughs> Cops and paramedics turn up. So, are you guys, I know you've seen it. Ali, you don't know what I can really turn to with this. Where do you think we're going after this? Do you think we're like, you're hitting an end? You know you're going to get one more scare from him, surely. You you still are you thinking she's gonna still go at this point? I mean, I'm assuming he'll still he'll do his classic sit up right in the bag. 
never works well for people corners. or kill people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, or do the slow zip. Yeah. Oh, and then the, yeah. the ab muscle sit up that he loves to do. I'm happy she went after him and kept. Just like, I'm going to kill him properly. It was such a good, like. Fucking great. I love it. Threaten some cops. I love it. So, because this is, yeah, and again, I remember being in cinema and everyone was like, you know what, we've seen a good Halloween film. Like, you've had a lot of action there in those last 20 minutes. It was all fun. Something else has to happen, but it'll just be a token, you know, thing mm-hmm. again. And then the whole movie fucking, like, she just, yeah, takes the axe, takes a gun off of a cop, takes the van, drives off. Josh Hartness is like, my mom's fucking nuts. She's <laughs> crazy. Watching her go. We have to listen to fucking our local J just throw away line off screen even in ADR going, I'm fine. A bullet just grazed me. Which is terrible. Well, anyway. and then he says he's going to write a romantic thriller. Yeah. Oh, God. He should have died. He should have died. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was great because it was like you don't have the one funny black guy gets murdered first. Sure. But then write have. better black characters. Yeah. At least they <laughs> like, had him as an artist sort of person. Yeah. So I love that she's driving, she's out into the mountains already, and she's looking in that rearview mirror, waiting for him to start moving in his body bag, which he eventually does, unzips himself from the body bag, um, and then she breaks hard, and he just goes flying through that front window, and then she just stops and waits for him again. Now, I think now we are a little bit more used to it. Like, Scream is, like, so postmodern at the time, and now it's like, okay, we've seen all this so many times. Mm-hmm. This film similar to an extent with some of this stuff. So like when she, this is like postmodern, she knows he's going to come back, but she doesn't know it because she's watched horror films or because it's meta. She knows it because it's, it's fucking meta. Michael Myers. Um, and she's smart. She's a smart character. She has reached her zenith with yeah. this guy. So does it still work? Because at the time, this was like both scary and funny. People were like laughing and applauding when she's like, go on, sit up, sit up. And she's waiting for him. And then he does his core sit up. It's like classic Michael Myers move. And it's both funny and also like, effective because mm-hmm. she's so in it she's not playing it for laughs and i feel in any other film like this you played it for laughs you're like well i know what the horror villain's gonna do we're calling it out it's funny whereas this isn't like wink wink this is yeah you're a dick yeah. <laughs> you just get up again <laughs> yeah and then she drives into him you get a cool look between the two of them as he's like on the bonnet <laughs> and then an impossible crash where the van tumbles down. She's not even wearing a seatbelt. No, mm. she gets thrown out with the axe fine. Yep. Uh, well, bruised and battered, but, you know, alive. And then he gets thrown forward onto a tree ahead of the van somehow. Well, he's in front of the van. Yeah. Well, no, but sure. Yeah, he, but, gets, like, he, he gets, gets thrown flung. so far forward. Because like when the van comes down, he gets like flung and then the van's tumbling down, yeah. so it's slower. But, it, but then he has time still to even to turn. <laughs> Because then he's facing the opposite direction. He's like facing the van when he hits the tree. Yeah. And then he turns and then the van hits the back of him. Um, and inertia, that force. Give him a little kick. Sure. As Justin said, cripples yeah. him instantly. Yep. Yeah. Spine is definitely demolished. Yep. Yeah. And then Jamie, and uh, yeah, in the cinema at the time where it's like, I can't really believe this happening. Because that's one of those things, you know, like you say, it's like, how the fuck do you get out of this one? I mean, it's a lot of bad things that happened to him, but how do you get out of that? And then Jamie goes down, picks up the axe. It's all nice and quiet. He just seems to be unconscious, and then she calls out his name, and he just suddenly wakes up again, which again, funny. But also looks around him like, who, who am I? Where am yeah, I? So, What's going on? She says his I'm name a few from a times. Concussion. Loomis? My spine is broken. Are you? Where are the druids? <laughs> like, I, I can't, can't feel, feel my legs. My legs. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. And I said, Bubba, I ain't got no legs. They made me have sex yeah. with my underage niece. <laughs> um, the thorn made me do it. <laughs> 
And then he like reaches out for her. And I know there have been a minority of people who have seen this as an aggressive thing. I definitely see this as a as a reaching out for his sister kind of thing. The definite thing for debate, which they want is to leave for debate, is whether he's tricking her mm-hmm. or whether it's literally just his yeah young kid part of his brain. Um, and I read it personally as a ladder. Like I read it as, but I think it's up for debate either way. Well, his left hand was still down by his side, so he could have had like a little switchblade <laughs> or something. Well, she's <laughs> also holding the axe. Stuff. So he, in my head, I was like, well, maybe he's trying to pull her closer to get the weapon. So do you read this? I mean, that's the question. Like, and I think it works fine either way. But do you read it as he's still, no matter what happens, he's trying to get her? Or do you read it as this is a, like a genuine sort of tender moment from him for a second? Like well, the connection I think with that his sister? he is a mix of those two things himself. So even if he's seeking consolation or like company, if he feels like he's mortally wounded... I think that there's still half of his brain with even without him conscious of it would still try to kill her because that is just his driving force. Like to him, I think those two things coexist. He would hold her hand for a few seconds right. and then pull her in. Right. Stab her. Yeah, because that happened with Loomis. Loomis was like, oh, okay. Then the moment yeah, they had he, a short tender yeah, moment and the in moment, their house. And the moment he tried to grab the blade, he went, no. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, he has a history of kindness occasionally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think we've made that comparison, or they've made that comparison with Victor and Frankenstein. And I think there's definitely, sorry, not Victor and Frank, Victor and the monster. I mean, and there's definitely a... Um, and Frankenstein himself. himself. That's a um, Jekyll and Hyde thing. No, and that's how, like, the end of that, I mean, it's been a while, but there's a tenderness between the two of them. Of course. Um, despite this resentment. Um, and I feel that's definitely how it is here. She reaches out. I love how close they come to touching, but they don't quite touch. And then she realizes she's in a Highlander movie. <laughs> She knows and just fucking chops his head, head off. Uh, watching it, it's weird. The prints since they've been graded, I think, right where you can't see it. But in the cinema, there's so much blood coming out of his neck. Oh, really? Like, it's just pouring out. It should. Because um, there is a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty, if you maybe like, are watching this with not much contrast on your TV, you might get to see that. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then the fucking music just kicks right in. She gives such a good look. She, like, turns the camera, like, panting with blood all over her face, holding her axe. And it just goes straight to black. And then it lingers on black for quite a while with that music just going before the credits come in. And yeah, again, at the time, not the same for now, but uh, the cinema went rapturous applause there because nobody saw that coming. No one saw in a million years are actually going to like kill him properly, give her a real retribution and have such a just like, no, this is a full stop. And somehow it's not. It is not. She's a mom now. (laughs) Like you got to put the, got to put it down at a certain point and be like, I am not playing around. I'm going to stop this car and I'm going to come back there. She does. She stops the car. She does. Get shit figured out. That is H2O or H20 or 20 years later or Halloween 7, whatever you want to call it. Some more facts that unfortunately I have these written down in weird order so I forget to sprinkle them in as we go through sometimes. Uh, PJ Souls. Do you remember her? No. She was in the first film. She was the Totally Girl. Totally. PJ Souls? I think so. She was one of those girls. She was asked to play Laurie's secretary, but she wasn't sure about returning as a different character in the same series. Um, and then she lost the chance because then they asked Janet Lee. <laughs> <laughs> so she should have jumped on that one. But yeah, the scene where the girls are watching Scream 2 was originally going to be So I Married an Axe Murderer, making a Michael Myers joke because oh. it stars Michael Myers. <laughs> Justin gets it. <laughs> Just, uh, Janet Lee hadn't been in a film at this point in 18 years. The last film she'd been in was The Fog. By John Carpenter and starring her daughter, Laurie Strode. I've forgotten her real name. Jamie Lee Curtis. I was I like, her name. What? 
Normally, I can't remember like, the character's wait, name. Laurie Strode's character's daughter? Yeah. The one that we're ignoring? Shut up. Go down the street to the Beckers. Do you remember she says that to them? Shall I drive yeah. down the street? That's a nod to the yeah. first film. The Beckers is Drew Barrymore's character name in screen. Uh, yeah, the studio you sound like Tom Kane. I just want to Don't give him credit. Don't use their phone because yeah. it's been uh, things happen. cut off. Uh, at one point, this film was also going to be called Halloween 7, The Revenge of Laurie Strode. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, so what happened afterwards? This movie, like we said, made a whole bunch of money. Became the second highest grossing film in the series up to this point. Even though Jamie came up with this movie, she did, in the end, admit that she only did it for the paycheck. Good job. So, quote, the movie had some good things in it. It talked about alcoholism. It talked about trauma. But I just did it for the money. It's just like it had a lot of good things. The, you know, the... Alcohol, the victim stuff, and a shit ton of money. Yep. So despite this film, really a lot of it, not a lot of the story, but, you know, it happening how it did, being her idea, she didn't really love how it all turned out. She likes elements of it, but there was a lot of compromising. I don't think Steve Miner turned out to direct it the way they wanted. The mask problems were a big deal for them. The music changes, you know, like it wasn't a clear vision. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was her who probably was like, yo, this mask is wrong. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, you would think so. So it's one of the reasons why we're going to get to no, the end of this. Jamie, shut up, you're drunk. <laughs> it's one of the reasons we're going to get another Halloween coming uh, this year at the end of this retrospective. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Kevin had the helicopter ending. An earlier version had Laurie stabbing him through the heart with a javelin while Whoa. he's pinned by two pieces of retractable gym floor. What? Mm. These are the things people think oh. of. Put in. Uh, Mustafa wanted him to live for more films, of course. Mustafa Ricard was uh. famous while he was alive for saying, I will make Halloween 22 as long as he's still alive. Bob Weinstein, though, wanted him dead. So what he did was he told Zapier to write two endings, to send a card the version where Michael lives, and then they'd shoot the version where he dies. Uh, Zapier refused. So Bob was pretty pissed about this. So Kevin Williamson apparently concocted the ending um, and then helped with Resurrection to continue what they're going to do. So essentially they could have the, he's dead, but we can win. keep making sequels. Don't worry, guys. We'll sew his head back on. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll get there next week. Well, speaking of Frankenstein and his monster. That is true. Yeah. A little tie Maybe that's where we're going. It doesn't talk, so it's not that hard. We'll get to that next oh. week when we do Halloween Resurrection. But for right now, I almost know how you guys felt about the H2O's. And what the fuck do you think they should do after this one? Let's start with Katie Watson. Hello. Hello. I liked it <laughs> so much better than the fucking thorns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jamie Lee, Cur- Lee Curtis is freaking badass. And I'm pretty sure that's what they said with their eyes right before she decapitated her brother is he's just like, my sister's a badass. She took me down. Yep. Taught her everything she knows. Yeah, it was, I I think you said it at the beginning, Al, in that people made realistic decisions in this film, which has been an issue in previous 90s slashers, uh, especially with things like Scream, where they talk about the stupidity of teens having a bunch of sex and doing drugs and drinking, and then they're idiots, so they get killed. And, like, no one who doesn't really deserve it gets killed in this. I mean, except maybe the boyfriend, but he turns his back and tries to murder a black man. So kind of does deserve it. <laughs> and yeah, I thought it dealt with some, some really cool themes. The, the PTSD hallucinations, what that kind of trauma will, will do to a person and then what it will in turn do to their relationships in life. So 
I thought it was really good writing and the ending was massive. It was fantastic. Massive and yeah. concrete. That's Very well you would think. Like. But like Ali has said, we know there are more. So and <laughs> well, the next one's called Frickin' Resurrection. You haven't seen Resurrection, have you? I have not. So I don't think I've seen any more. What do you what do you think this should what should they do? <laughs> How do you do Halloween eight? How would I do it? Well, yeah. I would think? go full uh, zombie Jason on it. Oh. If you're going to have him come back, like, I think that you should keep moving forward. I might. My issue is that, like, the family trope gets lame for me. So if you challenged me with that, I don't really know how. I don't really know how I would handle that part of it. I know how he would bring him back, but I don't know that I want him to keep chasing Laurie's shirt around. Like I think that they just put a, I think they just put a period at the end of that story. You could change his motive if he comes back as Jace, as a, a zombie Michael, then he could have a different motive. But he just point. hates all families. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all non-zombies. Maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah. Justin. He just starts a sausage yes. factory. How did you people. feel about H2O and what the fuck should they do next? Um, how did I feel about H2O? I guess you could say it was cool. There we go. <laughs> it was quite refreshing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It had a lot of uh, cool little things in there. The opening I really liked with the pumpkin salmon. I was like, that's cool. A lot of like nods and Easter eggs in it really like that Jamie Lee Curtis was back in it because that's kind of just like bringing it back to where it's at. A lot of stupid people, of course, as always. <laughs> I really didn't like uh, Michael Myers in this one as much. Like He was kind of just not as good as his past selves. Like, yeah, I feel like each Michael that was in a movie brought something different to add to the character, whereas this one was just this, like, the actor was like, oh, well, I've seen the shape in a few Michael's films. I'm just going to like recreate or try to replicate the same things. And it just didn't, ha- it didn't really have like a good presence. I mean, the only mm. scene where I was like, oh man, this is kind of intense was when they were caught in between the two doors. Yeah. yeah. And he's like slashing. I was like, that's kind of cool. But other than that, I mean, the mask, including just made it feel cheap and tacky. You don't like CGI masks of your masks? <laughs> that's the only way I like my mask. And they did it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like it just felt like watching a, uh, a scream film because everything was like dimension so it was like that dimension vibe to it but the ending like i was rooting for jamie the whole time i was like yes dude man yeah and then the ending i was like wow this is a good way to end it and if it was the last halloween film it would have been like this is perfect but knowing that it's not i'm just like ah, it was good it was all right okay but i i want to see more uh like just an evolution of Michael because like with each film brings something new to him um, I definitely want to see a little bit more insight to his like yeah but I also He's clearly want space mental <laughs> mistake <laughs> yeah should um, they bring it back zombie style like Katie said or do you think do you have uh, a copycat I've or? already seen Jason and I'm like you can't top that but it would be cool to have I like a copycat version of him mm-hmm. um, for the next one at least hopefully and or space just fucking go to space already <laughs> let's bring it or go to like a different time period yeah, yeah. like in medieval times dude oh my God. 
Wouldn't it be hilarious if there was a Jamie Lee Curtis film where she did go to space and then everyone just spliced in Michael oh, Myers? I would splice it in. You could probably ah, do, could it do it with it. Virus. She was in a weird light like, sci-fi film. Oh, was she? Yeah. You could probably do it with that. I keep envisioning her in like a gravity situation. Seeing his face on the moon. Yeah. Michael's just out there floating towards oh, yeah. very slowly. <laughs> he just got the knife yeah. raised. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Cool. That's it. All right. Allison, the brand new, the fresh eyes. Fresh eyes. <laughs> All right. Amazing. I like this. I liked uh, that the writing was more realistic to real life and to how characters would act in the real world if these things were happening. I liked that the writing was acceptable. Feel the bar was maybe set a little bit low with the past yeah. films. So it really knocked it out of the whether park or not that's true to you know comparison to other films, who knows? But Made the most. Jamie Lee Curtis is awesome. I think she did a great job. I do get, I did get a little bit confused with like her them ignoring the past three films and season of the witch, which is not a Halloween movie, um, but ignoring that previous Thorn trilogy because I was still trying to figure out if the family story was still holding true to right, this character, right. especially because she said when she was like having this pretend role play conversation with her boyfriend, where she was actually telling him about herself, she says, Oh, I faked my own death. So then I was a little bit confused of like, well, wait, does she actually have this daughter then? And the daughter thinks she died and she just abandoned her. But then she had a son instead because she wanted a boy. I don't know. She always wanted like, a boy. What was going on? What if she named her, her daughter unacknowledged? <laughs> Maybe. I don't acknowledge unacknowledged. <laughs> so yeah, but again, earlier I said I'm a stupid viewer. So I didn't catch on to all the things at the beginning that were saying they were ignoring the past three films. So it's kind of like, well, are they? Is that real? Does no, she no, have a daughter? Right. No, but this is the thing. You're paying a lot of attention. Uh, so you're potentially thinking about this more than most people would. Which We're is, also watching them back to back. Yeah. So like, because like we said, the original script for this did have nods to four, five, and six and make it all canon together. And then they took most of that out. But there are already little remnants. You can taste yeah. these little remnants left of, okay, at one point, this was trying to make it all canon until they decided, no, just one, two, and seven. That's the trilogy. So it might not be you're a stupid viewer, but no, I'm you're a too- stupid teller. Exactly. Okay. You're, you're just, they didn't rule out. You're being you're a bit too smart. It. Got your back, Sally. Um, so yeah, that confused me a little bit. But other than that, I liked the writing. I think her character's awesome. I like how it ends a lot. I like that she gets her revenge. But the issue is that I like that he dies. And I'm sitting here <laughs> knowing. Yeah. Well, so I actually, I didn't know. I, I, if you're just joining this podcast, I'm usually the newbie and I don't look anything up. I try to avoid everything. So I didn't even know it was called resurrection until you just said that Same like here. three minutes oh, ago. Okay. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. I see where that's going. Um, which obviously I knew he was coming back because we still have more movies to cover. But it was like, maybe it would be a prequel. Maybe it'll be flashbacks. Space. Maybe it'll be space and a fake Michael. Someone I mean, who's like trying to carry on his legend because he's yeah. dead. But Cult? apparently not. Cult of be. Michaels. Oh, that'd be a cool one. So I feel that it's skewing my opinion of this movie a little bit. Like if I had come to it and seen it in 98 when it came out, I would have been like, fuck yeah, a badass ending, a very bold choice. I appreciate it. Yes, you can make another one if it's a prequel or something, but I want, I really hate that, which this happens with lots of horror franchises is they're just like, oh, he's never going to actually die. Like fucking stick to the real world (laughs) rules. If he gets his head chopped off, he's dead. 
or it's find on a, an, on find a another story body. or find another like do a prequel that's fine as long as it's well done and not the kind of prequel you got with Texas Chainsaw Massacre but it's it bothers me how many for a film like this that follows all the rules that we of the world that we live in but then something like this will happen that they then ignore it sure it really annoys me but we so, don't have to judge the film as the film I know. Well, that's what the film on its own. I like it, but I'm okay. coming into it knowing this ending is not a real ending. And that really bothers me. So I like the film. I think Jamie Lee Curtis does a great job. But I also think at the end of this entire franchise, this one might just be like when I'm putting all the movies in order. I feel like it's probably just going to be kind of sitting on the side until I list the ones that I'm passionate about, whether I passionately like it or passionately hate it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to kind of like fold it in somewhere. I don't really care too much either direction about because there's things that i like and things that i don't like okay okay so then to be clear then other than me saying the word retro uh, resurrection, resurrection you would like yeah a prequel or something side a side kind of story basically yeah. okay okay want them to stick to their story mm, that's nice yeah you have them stick it to it it's ambitious of you. stick it to them out yeah, I'm a little scared going back into this because i've said that and people i didn't really mention it before we watched the movie or um but when we did the Scream podcast very recently, I stated in that. I stated like Scream is not my favorite 90s slasher movie like it is most people's. I said it's H2O, then I know what you did last summer, and then Scream 1. And I don't think that's me trying to be contrary. I appreciate Scream is the most important, and I appreciate it's maybe the best made, but I prefer what happens in H2O, and I prefer I know what you did last summer because they're proper horror films, whereas Scream is not really a proper horror film other than the first scene. Coming back to it, I was so relieved that I still love it. Like I came back to it with all this baggage of the masks and <laughs> of the music and all of this stuff that I now know about it. So I can like look at it more critically rather than just as a fanboy. And I fucking love it. I really do. Yeah, it feels very 90s, but it feels less 90s to me actually than Scream 1. And I think that comes from it not trying to be funny. I think it does come from it being sincere. And Jamie Lee Curtis gives such a great performance. Like if I had been watching these, and I did watch them and then go to this, but if I had really been like old enough to be in the zeitgeist and I'm waiting years between each film and it had gone from four to five to six to this, I would have been fucking blown away. Like to go <laughs> down that like rabbit hole of shit they went to. And I don't think six is as bad as people say, but it's a terrible movie. And then to come to this is such a leap. Like it's such a leap up. I think Steve Miner does the best job of his career other than maybe Friday the 13th part two. Like he's, I think he's, he's never really had a true vision for stuff. But he's got some very great moments in here and the elegance here is great. The editor who did Scream does a really good job. And I do think the music that uh, Ottman uses is, is brilliant. A really good adaptation of that. The teens are all fine and fun. Again, like you said, none of them are annoying, which is refreshing. Well, they're all good. Like, And then we know that they all had, well, most of them had pretty promising careers either before or after this. Yeah. So you see that kind of energy yeah. that young actors excited have. excited to be there. Like, that they have talent. Yeah. You know, they're not just like fucking around down there. No, exactly. My biggest problems with this, yeah, the masks, which is a problem for me. Like I like the dark black eyes. That's, yeah. I wish Michael looked like that all the way through and they just had a good mask all the way through. It would make this movie, you know, even better for me. And not enough people fucking die. LA Cool Day should die. And I think Michelle Williams should die. I think they should yeah. give Josh Hartnett something. He loses something like his mom lost things, you know? Right. There isn't enough consequence for that stuff. bitching about it. Just those two <laughs> extra people dead. Even just LL Cool J staying dead, like just we need a bigger body count in terms of following through. I hate the 90s tradition of people are still alive at the end of the movie. 
pisses me off. David Arquette should not survive every fucking Scream movie like he does. Freaking Dewey. And it only happened in this fucking movie. He was meant to die. Of course he's meant to die. It only happened because he's LL fucking Cool J and somewhere throughout the shooting he's like, oh, I might want to come back for another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they write him into, okay, he didn't really die. And it, it gets me so angry. <laughs> you have to, if you're a horror film, have conviction, kill people. Uh, but right, because they could have even like had her Michael. son. They could have had her son come back and stop her. Yeah. Because that would have sure. been awesome yeah, to yeah, have yeah, her yeah. son stop her from killing him. No, that makes way more sense politically. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, it's, it's really a missed opportunity. Yeah. But they do have a lot of conviction with the end of this movie. I think the end, I think that last half an hour. And it's just so good. Like, I think the pacing's brilliant. It's not that scary, but it's just a lot of fun in that 90s slash away. And it's scarier than most of 90s slashes. Um, and the ending's just fucking fantastic. It's honestly oh, like a perfect ending for me. Um, and it's exactly how I'd want to see all of this go out. And I like the first hour. Like, it works for me. I can see how some people it doesn't, but I like Dawson Creek. You know, I like that 90s aesthetic to that stuff. So I'm fine with all the family stuff here. And it's really because of Jamie Lee Curtis. She grounds it so well mm-hmm. um, and makes it believable. But I'm on board for this entire movie. And I'm happy to say, for me, it's still my favorite 90s slasher film. I think it's a great movie. And I was very scared uh, when I found out they were doing another one. It took them four years to do the next one. Um, and I'll leave a couple of hints about that at the end of this. But Let's resurrect. For resurrect, yes. If you listen to this, thank you again so much. Please do go to weirdgeeks.com. You can branch out to all of our social medias, following us on the Twitters, Weird Geeks Show. But if you're on weirdgeeks.com, just hit those buttons. It takes you to that. It takes you to Instagram. You can talk to us. You can email us through there. Or you can email us simply by typing in mail at wearegeeks.com. You need to do that in an email address. Otherwise, you're just typing in on something. You can also please subscribe to us. Please rate us. It helps us out. Like I said, we do all this for free. It takes a lot of time, energy, and sometimes just soul. Hi. Yeah, souls left. just leave her. I mean, you let, my you, soul has left. You jump from Hellraiser one to Hellraiser eleven or whatever it was, <gasps> and listen to me, Katie mm. and Justin, how we changed as people. <laughs> as people. Man. While you're there, you can also head over to weartestlate.com. There's a little black emblem on the weargeeks.com website, and you can learn all about our production company run out of London, LA, and Tokyo. We make feature films. We're going to be making. Well, we do make some short films. We're going to do some music videos. Doing some web, not web. I keep saying that. The uh, interweb things. Game app stuff, like loads of stuff. But right now we're promoting our first feature film called Starfish. And you can catch that on the festival circuit. We're at Fantastic Fest. We're going to be at Brooklyn. We're going to be at Ithaca, Fantastic. Rain Dance. You might miss some of these actually by now. But yeah, we're doing a little festival thing. And if you head over to Starfish, Starface. Starface. Words. Head over. That's the Starfish Mixtape. Starfishmixtape.com. And you can find out exactly where you can go and see our film. Uh, I'll be there for most of those. So if you want to meet some of us as well, you can do it there. I'll be there um, too. Well, for some. For some, yep. Ali will too. Yep. And who knows? Maybe Justin for some. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shows up in unlikely places sometimes. And from Starfish Mixtape, you can also follow that on the Instagrams and the Twitters to learn about that. If you want to follow me personally, Mr. Al White on all the social medias, M-R-A-L-W-H-I-T-E and also on the Xbox. I, Ali, am on Instagram as Ali Sue. My dearest Watson on the IG as well. I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y. It's Radley. So we'll be back next week where we're going to be talking about 2002's Halloween colon resurrection. <laughs> colon resurrection. Oh boy. Colon resurrection. That's a whole other movie. Uh, it's going to get real deep. So <laughs> Deep. Deep rising. Oh, it's a complicated series. This. It really is. This is a direct follow on. We are going to have another hip hop artist in it. No LL Cool J. Is it Ice-T? Is it ludicrous? Don't want to say who? Common. The Snoop Dogg? 
No one will say who. <laughs> and DMX. it is going to be the closing <laughs> chapter, in a way, to the original Halloween franchise before we go Except into reboots. 11. <laughs> Except for the fact that they've just reopened the doors with the new Halloween film that's hitting cinemas. Now, I think it's not a spoiler to say this to you guys now because we're going to have another film in this series, then we're going to have a couple of the remakes, and then we're going to go into this new one. And this new one, I think this is the right time to say it because I'm going to spoil it now. Um, it follows on directly from one. It ignores two. It ignores seven. It ignores H2O, what we just the talked about. The new one. The new one. Not Resurrection. Jamie Lee Curtis and Does everybody it acknowledge involved. 456? No. Nothing happened other than one and, and this one. The new Halloween, just called Halloween 2018, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> in fact, there's a line in the trailer, if you watch it, where someone even says, oh, isn't that um, the person who... Her brother, her your brother, uncle. Uh, not, not, not to do with the brother. And she says, oh, no, that was all bullshit. Like, he wasn't my brother. They retcon everything <laughs> other uh. than the first film with Jamie Lee Curtis. So even though she got to do what she wanted to do, which is come back for this one and finish her trilogy... She then did it again. She's like, F this. I'm starting all over. Yeah. I don't like it. Didn't like how it went. So we're going to go 1, mm -hmm. 11, and probably 12, 13. I'm okay. sure she got another pretty paycheck for this. So yeah. maybe she's it, just doing it for the money. I think again. this one does seem more like this is how she wanted it to be. John Carpenter's actually involved in the new one as an executive producer, and he does the music for it. But we'll get to that one in a few weeks' time. I just want to let you guys know it's going to get weird from here on out because we've got a weird next one. Then we've got a couple of reboots that are going to get very weird. Oh, boy. Oh and boy, then we're oh. going to go and retcon everything other than the first one. Yay. So, copyrights. Excited over there. Until next Very Friday, excited. we are out. Wait, Dukes. you didn't give us a little insight to what the next two are. No, just didn't. He just says it's going to be weird. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, I know it's going to be weird. I told you it's going to be a hip hop artist. It's <sighs> not good enough for me. Um, one more thing. All right. There's going to be some found footage. Yes. Oh, no. All right. We're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.